Well, last time uh, we were on the Great Sky Ocean, we ended up talking for a while about what exactly uh, the hexagon things were that we were finding around. Turns out uh, Zazel had another one with him, him and his brother. Found one earlier uh, before they came onto the ship, and it had given them some sort of magic powers type stuff. Seemed like Azazel's brother, Little Wolf, was a bit more stronger with it, but Azazel still has some magic coming off of it. Other than that, uh, me, I, I took it out back, Dorian came with me, and also uh, Lucinia, and we just kind of took a look at it. Turns out, stuff isn't really Leviathan in nature, if anything, it's kind of the opposite. Makes anything Leviathan kind of shrink away. Still trying to figure out how exactly it works, but we're acting wary with it just because of how, uh, how it made that entire crew crew crazy. We also, uh, we had a few talks. I ended up talking with Dorian and Azazel about magic. Uh, you know, Dorian's generally... The type of magic that he uses seems to be new-gen stuff, stuff I don't trust too much, but, uh... Seems to be fairly confident he can control it. We'll see how long that lasts. And Azazel's magic, it's, it's a whole new breed. Something I haven't seen since uh, before the silence. I guess other than that, we, we finally made landfall. Well, not on landfall, up in the uh, northern reaches. Found a nice small little town, and we're uh, taking a few days to take it easy. Slim and I finally found some more uh, leads on uh, who we're hunting, so we'll see if that comes up. But yeah, that's about all caught up. We begin this episode in the evening. The sun is setting. The sky ocean is shades of pink and orange, and the the crew are all heading to bed. Dorian, Azazel, and Adele have just finished washing themselves in the river and getting presentable after seeing a lovely play that was unfortunately cut short, and have found a nice inn to spend the night in. Meanwhile, Slim and the Rambler spoke over drinks about the new lead they discovered and hit the hay. We found an even nicer inn to spend our time in, because we were actually willing to pay a pretty penny. What was the name of that inn again? Hell if I remember. Drank too much. So, we see night descend upon the city of Port Royal, and Port Royal is one of those towns that never really sleeps. You guys are trying to get rest, but every once in a while, you know, drunken arguments break out in the street, or someone is attacked and a fight breaks out, or people just shout at each other across the road. It's it's not a very quiet town, and the lights basically stay on all night. Deep into the night, when everyone is sleeping peacefully, depending on how light of sleepers the party is, a few of you may wake up when a freak storm breaks out. Who wakes up in the night when thunder and lightning suddenly break out over the skies? Rambler's never been a heavy sleeper. I think I'm sleeping just fine. Azazel wakes up. He's a very light sleeper. Rambler also wakes up, although we're in different rooms. Different buildings. Yeah, different buildings entirely. Adele is huddled up, um, is 
in a fetal position under his covers. I think Dorian is sprawled out on his bed and is conked out, uh, getting as much sleep as possible, and I don't think he can wake up from the storm. I think that immediately Rambler is reminded of uh, what Azazel told him, that uh, right after he picked up that dodecahedron, a freak storm hit. Same thing with recently there's been some uh, freak storms whenever we heard about one of these objects being found. Azazel comes to the same conclusion. However, I think Azazel's actually going to leave the inn and start heading towards the ship because he's worried somebody has broken in onto their ship and is trying to steal the those artifacts. Maybe not knowing what they are, but... Yeah, it's it's the middle of the night, but uh, Azazel, you get up and start walking downstairs in the inn and you, you see the innkeeper is down there and he's like closing big storm shutters and he turns to you and says, better not go out there. These things can get bad. Uh... I'll be safe. I, I, I gotta go. Also, I don't know where my brother is, so I'm gonna be looking for that, too. Looks at you, says, you sure? And he kind of, like, stands in front of the doorway, like, I, I want some kid's blood on my hands because you're too stupid not to go out in a tropical storm. I'll be fine. If, if worse comes to worse, I'll find shelter. And I'm gonna push past him. I think right as he steps outside, uh, it would be, I'm, like, elbowing Slim awake. Hey, hey, Slim. Yeah. Remember what they said about these storms? Remember what I said about my beauty sleep? Look, man, no one's gonna see that face. <sighs> Adele's gotten to Slim. I was gonna say, the, the room is um, interrupted by the sound of thunder, and Adele just going... <laughs> under. <laughs> that, might, that, that might wake up Dorian, who, who Adele, you're in the room next to. Depends. It depends on how heavy of a sleeper Dorian. I can roll for it. <laughs> yeah, Azazel, the, the man doesn't stop you and and says, if it gets any worse, you better find somewhere to hide, you hear? And as you leave, like his voice is immediately snatched away by the wind and the rain, and he slams the door shut behind you, and you hear a heavy board slam over the, the latch. Outside, the storm is... You can tell it's bad. Like, the, the clouds are black and rolling overhead. You can see them flashing with thunder and lightning. And um, the wind is like gale force. It's threatening to knock you off your feet. The, uh, the rain is coming down, like, sideways. Um, it's, it's rough out here, man. What do you do? How far away am I from the ship? A good distance. I'm, I'm going to say like four blocks i'm gonna start making my way there yeah you're, you're staggering around and the the storm is somehow getting worse as you keep walking and after like one block you start to shiver and freeze basically as the as you're soaked completely through you start seeing lightning coming down and it startles you with how close it seems but then when the lightning strikes again you realize both the lightning points struck the exact same place and then it strikes a third time in that location where's it striking yo uh hey hey joe can i yes. also i was also planning on getting outside i feel like this might be a joint scene unless you want it to specifically be azazel totally so i'd also like yeah. to like re resolve what's going on inside with me and slim just oh yeah so yeah, we yeah. can have all the players on the board or the pieces so on the you're, board yeah you're you're knocking slim awake and um guys are talking uh yo uh 
Slim. Look, I'm, I know you need your beauty sleep, but uh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. going to see that face tomorrow. What do you say we uh, take a look at what's going on outside? Fair enough. Yeah, I remember what they said about it. Also, oh, you wouldn't happen to have picked up an umbrella, would you? Nope. I failed to mention that when I went shopping the other day. You know what? Uh, Rambler, like, takes out a shopping list from his pocket and, like, writes something down on it. You know, not that important, I guess. Just would have been blown away. Mm-hmm. That's well, we I'm make sure to get you a nice, dainty parasol. Uh, you know me too well. And then we just head outside. You you see a few people, when you get down to the main room, a few people are kind of, like, huddled around a candle, and they look at look up at you. They all look, like, afraid. One of them just, like, shakes their head, like, don't go out there. Y'all do it anyway? Yeah, we fucking do. I think we just, like, look at each other and shrug, and then head on right out. You unlatch the door and push it open, and immediately the door snaps open as the wind catches it and almost blows it off its hinges. There's a loud crack as it hits the the wood of the side of the building, and you guys are exposed to the elements with the whipping rain and wind and the flashes of lightning in the distance. So you you get outside before those multiple lightning strikes. Where are y'all headed? I think that uh, we're going to try to find a place where we can look to see where lightning strikes. So just something relatively dry. I don't come to the same conclusion of a map of the ship. I think it's only the first time one of these things is touched that uh, that it makes the special storm happen. You guys see it too. You're all startled by a close lightning strike and the, the clap of thunder, like almost deafening like a gunshot. And you see lightning strike very near the town and then again and then immediately again all in the same spot, like a lightning rod. I think that's our spot. I start heading towards that <clears throat> location. Yeah, you, you turn from going towards the ship and start moving towards that, uh, where the lightning strikes are happening? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I, I, I just realized, uh, Rambler would have been shouting this whole time over the storm, like, I think that's our spot, Slim! Yeah, that looks about right. It's, it's deafening out here, and with the wind and the rain, you can barely communicate. You guys don't see anyone else on the street until briefly in a flash of lightning, you notice one other figure walking up the street in the same direction you are. The only other person in this, like, empty, deserted street, and it is, it is Azazel. It, Slim, can you see who that is? Oh, it's the, it, ah, it's the, it's the older brother from the ship. Yo, Azazel! It's so loud, the, the wind takes your, takes your breath away. I'm gonna try and, uh, move forward closer to him to try and, like, get his attention to let him know that we're here. Okay, I want you all to make constitution saving throws as the storm starts to get incredibly dangerous and threaten to throw you off your feet, throw you into buildings, throw you into each other. Uh, You start to see debris dislodge from outside of houses and start flying across the street and slamming loudly into walls. Noticing some uh, pretty bad debris. (coughs) What was that? It's just like a big old chunk of wood goes right into my chest. Azazel and the Rambler manage to keep their footing, but Slim, you you see like a barrel uh, dislodge from where it's tied down next to a building, slam into like the post of a awning, and the wood splinters just like fly into you, and Slim, you're thrown off your feet. You take one bludgeoning damage as you're hit, but manage to keep any shards of wood from piercing your uh, your body, and are, are knocked prone. Okay. Yo, you okay, Slim? Yeah, for the most part. Oh, God. Huh? I say it's all. 
I think at this point I'm, I'm approaching uh, close enough and I can hear their voices. Uh, Rambler, is that you? And who else would it be in the middle of a storm like this? Who else would be crazy enough? I'm here too, I say as I'm getting up from underneath the barrel. <laughs> God damn, man, you're built like a tank. A very flimsy tank made of wood. I mean, most of them are made out of at least part wood. This is not the time to be arguing semantics about the construction of various uh, military vehicles. Uh, we got bigger problems. Fair. As you guys are all kind of huddled together talking, lightning strikes the same location again. You recognize it as the hill on which the governor's manor is. And you can see some roof shingles of one of the nearby buildings come off and slam into another building, embedding themselves like daggers in the wall. And uh, thunder cracks again, and it is so loud, like, your mind blanks for a second, and your ears are ringing. The wind and rain are starting to threaten to induce hypothermia. Cool. So what'll it be, crew? You're, you're out here, you're, uh, do you keep moving, or uh, try, to, try to think of some other way forward? Uh, about how far away is the governor's, like, building? It's a good mile walk. It's up a hill next to the town. I'll be honest, y'all. I don't think that I can make it there. I think we should wait out this storm and then head over where we know it is. Ask about it tomorrow. I don't know. This this might be our best chance to uh, to, to get in, even. There's no way we're going to get into the governor's manor when... It was governor, right? Yep. Regional governor. There's no way we're going to be able to get into the manor at any other point. Are you saying we make him have pity on us? Well, I'm saying it'll be easier to break in during this chaos. Well, that's one way to go about it. If you're in Slim, I'm in. Everyone make constitution saving throws again. Fuck. <laughs> We're just standing here, though. Oh, gosh, the wagon! <laughs> Another barrel. Yeah, a, a, a nearby wagon topples and barrels burst out and slam into the Rambler and Slim, throwing them against the nearby wall of an alleyway. Azazel, as you watch, they're both just, like, slammed away from your vision. Like, they're there one second, they're gone the next. Uh, and when you look over, you see massive flashes and bursts of red paste basically splattering across the wall. Uh, how do you react? Are you guys okay? <laughs> I'm, in, in I'm gonna duck into an alley where the wind won't be quite as bad. The Rambler, you spit out basically now mulched tomatoes, and Slim, you have to like wipe off this red paste from your body as you're, you were both basically slammed by barrels of tomatoes and flattened against the wall. You both take two bludgeoning damage. All I could think of is just that this is uh, God booing your performance. <laughs> what do you do? You, do you think I'm bad? Think I'm bad, Lan? You want to come down here and fight? I'm in bed. I'm sleeping, unlike you fools. <laughs> I'm no fool. Azazel, you've ducked into an alleyway, but you can tell your teeth are chattering. The camera can very clearly see your lips have turned blue. You're starting to get, like, a little numb in the fingers. Ah! Uh, Slim! Rambler! Yeah? I think we're gonna need to hunker down. I don't think we're gonna make it to the manor. You're... <laughs> You're telling me! Are you guys okay? Can you make it to the alley? <laughs> this is nothing. Uh, and, and Ramoy's just starts like, it, he's, he's like clutching his chest where, where the brunt of, uh, the brunt of the, uh, wagon hit it. 
Uh, and he, he starts trying to make his way over to the alley. The alley offers some protection from wind and debris, but not from the pouring rain. Um, and as, as you guys get in, uh, you, you realize you, you've solved one problem but haven't another. You're still all very, very cold. It's, it's a good thing I have a rain-resistant leather that I'm wearing. As you huddle in the alleyway, you you hear above you a clunk as a window opens, and a voice shout down, uh, You alive down there? Yeah. Barely. Bloody hell, Azazel! Slim Rambler! The beast pokes his head out. He has his hat on, and he's, like, trying to keep it on his head, but he is otherwise shirtless. Oh, hey, beast! Hang on, hang on, hang on, I'll get you up! And uh, you see him disappear. He throws down like a, a candlestick. Wrapped around it is a sheet, which is tied to another sheet, which is tied to another sheet that he throws down, grabs the end, and braces himself. Uh, Sun will stand at the bottom of it and just kind of like put his hand out to help uh, brace whoever does go up. One at a time, come on, be quick! Rambler gestures for his angel to go up first. Okay, <clears throat> I'll climb up. Uh, do you need me to roll for that? Make an athletics check. I got a nine. Would he get assistance from me uh, helping him up? I, I'm not looking at what the roll is, so I'm hoping that it's, it's better. It's a nat 20. It, it's, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll say, yeah, there, there are multiple people helping here. So yeah, Azazel, you, you like, you get a boost from Slim. And you're climbing up hand over hand, and it is just so slippery. And the wind is battering you, and you you can't feel your hands anymore. You're so cold. And uh, you get just to the edge, and you, like, tr- grab for the windowsill, and your hand slips. And you can't get a purchase on it, and then someone grabs your hand. And then grabs your arm and pulls you up the rest of the way. And the the beast pulls you into the safety of, of a, a tavern room, and, like, you both fall backward, and then he, like, scrambles back up and grabs the rope and says, Next! Next! I think Rambler heads up next. Mm-hmm. Like, gives a nod to Slim and then goes up. He knows Slim can make it, so he just wants to make sure. <laughs> Roll for it at advantage because you're getting help. Come on. Oh! <laughs> oh! No, That's you should read those rolls, please. That's what we in the business call a uh, major oof. I got me a negative. I got a zero or a negative one. Rolled a nat one or a nat two. That's a, that's a nat two because you got minus one. That's a one and a two, and with your negative modifier, it's a zero and a one. Big oof, yeah. Yeah. So you you start climbing up, and the rambler you've. You've been in cold places. You have experienced cold firsthand, and you, you just remember all at once what it can do to someone's muscles when they aren't paying attention, and you realize your fingers just can't grip anymore, and you're about halfway up, and you slip and start to descend. You fall maybe ten feet and land on your back in a splatter of rain as the swirling wind around you buffets the... um shift rope out of reach you see the beast poke his head out you okay now oh shit uh rambler Ooh. you take another one damage as you hit your back hard on the paving stones 
Ugh. So I'm just like splayed out on the field. I got him. Help him back up. Thanks, brother. The beast says, try again, try again. He's like trying to get the rope to like go down again, but it's busy like flapping in the wind. Uh, it's it's like too high up the uh, up the wall to grab. And the, the beast turns to Azazel and says, um, and says, you got something up your sleeve you think could help him? Uh, no, no, I, I really don't. Then grab this rope and he hands it to you. I will grab the rope. The beast climbs out the window holding the other side of the rope and uh, starts to rappel down. You hear him shiver. Oh, gods, it's cold. He he kind of like draws the rope down and with his weight manages to anchor it and he he kind of like crumples onto the ground and ties the ties the sheet around his waist and gives you guys a thumbs up. All right. Thanks, brother. Who wants to go next? I'll I'll head up first first this time. Let's see. I, was this uh, athletics? Athletics. Oh boy, guess what I have for that okay. role. Oh no. Minus one. Oh my goodness. Ooh. Azazel is helping you with his with his strong, manly arms, but even still, it's it's not quite enough. Uh, Slim, you you get part of the way up, and it's just too slippery and too wet, and you fall. And almost land on the beast, who kind of like scoots out of the way. Uh, you take one bludgeoning damage as you hit the ground, and the beast says, "I got a feeling this isn't gonna work the way we want it." Uh, I got a feeling it back. That's that's saying the same thing. All right. Uh, is there another entrance that we can go in? He says, um, "I'd say we could try the front door, but it was barricaded and double locked." Shit. If the innkeeper's feeling generous, they might open it, but. I don't want to get out of this alleyway. And he, like, points to where you can now see uh, the main road is starting to flood. Mm. Other than that, he looks around. Um, the alleyway's pretty blank. There are second-story windows, but no first-story entrances except for one wooden door leading out of the alleyway. Well, that's not ominous. Uh, I go and check the door. You go over to the door, it is completely unmarked. It leads to the other building, so not the one Azazel is in. It has a wooden knocker or a handle that you could pull, and that's literally it. Well, I don't think anyone's going to hear us in this storm, so I'll try opening it first. Give it a good shove and it appears to be stuck. I try the knocker. <laughs> yeah, you go, knock, knock, knock. Uh, no answer. Well, guess that's it. Guess we're going to die out here. Hold up. Then that's no need Let me for try. us. Uh, I'm gonna use Mage Hand and try to see if there's like a key just in the other side of the lock that I can unlock. Um, that so Mage Hand to scurry under the door. Mage Hand, I believe, specifies you have to see it. Can I start looking for possibly something I could pick a lock with? Why, yes. I don't know if the if the captain would have anything like that, but if he does, you, if you want to search the room, make an investigation check. Oh boy. Haha. <laughs> That's a negative one, my dudes. Why are we rolling so badly? Hey, guys, why are we rolling so badly? Because we have to die in the storm. Hey, pretty garbage. y'all should switch to physical dice. No, I just took man, mine out. No, your physical dice have been crappy also. That's fair, but still. <laughs> if one doesn't so, work, try the other. When I can't find any, I'm going to hop out of the room uh, and no, rush over I'd... to help them anyways. Azazel, that's not what your one means. Oh, what is my one mean? You, you start, like, 
opening drawers, looking under the bedspread, you you find like a bunch of like paper manuscripts. You find like uh, some some like gunpowder and shot that has to be loaded into paper cartridges for ammunition. You find like you find like a compass the captain has. You're just like rifling through his personal belongings, and then the door to his room opens. It's a woman you don't recognize in a very low cut dress. Um, or nightgown with curly hair. The and beast. she says, she says, uh, Mr. Renfrew, are you all right? I heard shout. Who the hell are you? Uh, I am a part of Mr. Renfrew's, uh... Get out of here, it's room, thief! And she draws a pistol on him. I'm gonna grab some of the gunpowder and then I'm gonna jump out the window. <laughs> okay. But I'm probably going to take some fall damage. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now. It is a 20-story... Or, sorry, not a 20-story. 20 20 I, like, I, like, I was like, ah, I'm dead. It's a 20-foot fall, which is, if I'm being nice about it, 2d6, which is enough to kill you. It's not enough to kill me. It's just enough to knock me out. It's enough to knock you out, yeah. And it is a deadly storm. Which is very bad in this situation. So ordinarily, I'd be like, oh yeah, maybe you can make a roll to reduce your falling damage. But the wind is so strong, and the rain is whipping so hard, and the thunder is so distracting, you're just going to have to eat the damage if you're going to make this clean escape. Yeah, I don't want to get shot. So you make the jump? You're willing You're willing to risk it? I don't want to get shot! Yeah. <laughs> That's highly fair. That shot could, well, actually probably couldn't have been good but... How much damage do I take, Joseph? Oof. Ouch. Good lord, that's ten damage. Ooh. Uh, I love being level one. I think Azazel misjudges his jump out the window, smashes into the far wall of the alley, and just crumples to the ground unconscious. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, fuck. Zero the, the, wind, the wind catches you right as you leap out, and for a brief moment you are flying, like, horizontally as these gale force winds slam you into the side of the wall. That was just enough to hit me to zero HP. Oh my god. Okay, you you collapse to the ground. One of the last things you hear is the woman screaming, By the maker! In, like, shock and horror as she runs to the, um, to the window. And then your, your consciousness fades. Slim and the Rambler. <laughs> I immediately go well, and check on dead. the fucking kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're 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 gonna go help. The the beast does too. He's he like he still has um his this rope tied around his waist, but he like runs over and like like it he he looks like he doesn't really know what to do. Uh, what do you two do? Uh, right, I've I've had to deal with stuff like this before. Just uh, some somebody help me. Uh, most important thing right now is just to make sure nothing's too broken. Um, he landed just like flat on his back, or did he land feet first? He landed head first into the wall. Head first into the wall. And then fell down on his back. Yeah. Good shit. I'm just gonna try to do some medicine just to make sure he isn't like gonna die. Yep. Make a medicine. Due to a concussion. I'm assuming Slim is helping me. Slim and our beast. Yeah. Beast and Slim are both helping you. Beast looks like he's not familiar with how to help, but he's trying his best. 18, that's good. That's enough to stabilize him. Uh, hey, Jordan, what would you say to a uh, a lingering injuries roll? 
how bad? That would entirely depend on the dice, wouldn't it? Joe, he can't lose a hand from this. No, yeah, you, you wouldn't lose a hand. Okay. I mean, why don't you just dictate some kind of scar that I get from this kind of shit? Instead of, I don't think a roll is appropriate because there's not a whole lot of in injuries that are going to be lingering. Suggestion, eyebrow scar. Uh, I, I got one for you that I just rolled. Uh, you break your arm. That is so bad. That's like the worst thing you could have done to me. <laughs> okay, my arm's broken, I guess. I mean, I feel like maybe better that than, you know, a long-lasting concussion from hitting your fucking face into the you're wall. You're right, you're right. Joe, you... how are you going to rule fixing broken arms? Is it going to take literally months of in-game time for this to heal? No, not at all. It'll take a matter of days, because this is fantasy. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we should consider him lucky that he isn't dead, but... God, that arm should not be bending that way. Ugh. I've seen some shit, I still hate it. Still wanna get shot, y'all. At least he isn't gonna die here. Alright, let's try to get inside that room. Slim, can you just bust down the door? Maybe shoot the lock? Side note, Rambler, with your 18, you do manage to set the bone. I'm just gonna give that to you, so you guys don't have to make a separate roll later. Mm-hmm. Alright, uh, I'll... Well, uh, I'm assuming my gun is drenched. Uh, from how wet it's been, or I well, I'll check for that because I'm thinking maybe shooting out the lock on the door if there is a lock. Uh, would probably be best course of action if I can even fire my gun, because otherwise, uh, yeah. uh, uh, what else do I have? I have a crowbar and hammer. <laughs> I could just fucking shove that into the lock and try and pry the door open. Honestly, a crowbar would probably be a better bet because it seems to be stuck more than locked. Alright, uh, so, jam that in, uh, and then I make a strength check, but because I have a crowbar, it's advantage, because that's the only exactly. thing crowbar does. Exactly. It's also, like, letting you make this roll. Oh, wait, that's saving throw, damn it. Well, I, there isn't, like, Is a way to do same? a straight roll. It, I, yeah, it's just, well... No, never mind. I should be if it's just straight strength, it should be minus one. So it would be fourteen. I'm gonna still say that gets it. You manage to pry the door open, just barely. You crack and splinter the wood, and the door pops open, and you see that there was like a wooden peg holding the door shut. It leads down into an underground room. Yeah. Well, this will be shelter for now. Let's get him down here out of the weather. I'm assuming Beast is carrying him. Beast is carrying him, right? Uh, yes. Yes, totally. Alright, cool. Because, like, I can... I do not have the strength to easily carry him, but in a pinch I could try. Yeah, Be Beast totally can. He's, like, got him held up in his arms. He's supporting his arm. And, uh, yeah, he, he looks really worried. And you guys descend into the darkness. Uh, you arrive in a wine cellar. The beast kind of, like, finds some hay strewn about the ground and kicks it together into a makeshift bed and lays lays Azazel down on it. And he he looks at the rest of you with, like, a grave look and says, We're gonna need fire, or something to keep warm. Fire, you say? Uh, well, hmm. Uh, if you look around, there's a bunch of wine, um, and some, like, old rotting wooden wine racks. Not seeing any matches. Nothing easily like fire. Yo, Slim, got any torches on you? Uh, I do have a Dungeoneer's pack, but should have some torches in it. Maybe we could use that, light some of this hay. Not much, not enough to, for it to spread, but... Enough to keep stay warm. warm. Yeah, warm the bones a bit. Oh, 
Gotta know where the smoke's going, though. Might have to have a window open, but in this weather. Otherwise, we're just gonna choke ourselves with the smoke. I can crack the door. We may have to worry about a little water getting in, but other than that, it's our best bet. Having a bit right. of airflow would be good. I'm just gonna take it easy for a bit. I got banged around pretty hard out of there. Rambler's still, like, clutching his chest uh, with, with one arm, and he's, like, uh, wincing every once in a while, like, uh, if, if he accidentally steps wrong on one of his feet. Okay. Uh, so you guys hunker down for the night. You don't have to make a roll for it. You guys manage to start a fire, and through partially through not keeping the fire too high and using the like partially shattered bit of the door to get some airflow in even though some water leaks in you guys manage to keep yourselves from choking to death and the storm passes so you gain the benefits of a long rest it's a fitful one but Yay, I'm fully healed, which means my broken arm is set correctly. Yeah? Yay. Yes. Wait, what, so really? You still, you still can't... You, Your broken arm isn't healed, but Damn. like you can't do things with two hands, but uh, you can move it, and it doesn't hurt as much anymore. Uh, that sucks. I, I'm also going to say it's not a broken arm, it's a broken wrist. It's like a, like a fractured or twisted wrist. So I did everything I could, but you... You really landed hard. Uh, there was someone threatening to shoot me. I had to get out. Someone threatened to shoot you? Some woman came into the beast room and basically uh, drew a gun on me. I can see how that would be a compromising position. So sorry, as Hazel. It must have been Delilah. That... That's my fault. I'm sorry, guys. What, what were you doing outside in the first place? Ace, you remember what Azazel said about when he found one of these, uh, you know, big, uh, dodecahedrons. Said it was a raining. His eyes kind of light up. Yeah, you think that means one's here? Almost certain of it. While we were out, we saw Governor's Manor lit up like it was Festivus. Latina just kept striking it. The beast kind of leans back and contemplates and says, uh, well, Azazel needs time to heal, but... Maybe, maybe there's something there worth stealing. We, we should go and check it out. Uh, I should be, no, I won't be fine. I won't be fine. Fuck, 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 fuck. Hey, uh, this easy, needs to be properly lad. bandaged. Uh. We'll get you to a real surgeon. He'll fix you up right. The beast offers to help you to your feet. He has, like, real concern on his face, and he turns to the to the rest of the crew and says, or to, to Slim and the Rambler, and says, um, before we do anything else, we gotta make sure he's properly taken care of. Then, I think I'm gonna call a meeting. What I will say, though, Beast, we got lucky you were there. He kind of, his lips kind of quirk into a smile, and he says, I think I got a knack for being at the right place at the right time. Yeah, just of all the strokes of lucks I've had. This has got to be one of the best. Don't count on it happening too frequently now. Hey, man. I live by the skin of my teeth almost every time. You and me both, brother. And he leads the way back up the stairs. You walk out into the morning sun, and it the, the town's been hit pretty hard. You can see broken wood, debris, goods, things that weren't secured properly kind of littering the street. 
some of the houses and buildings have suffered damage. Generally, the um, thing, things look pretty screwed up, and everything is, like, soaking wet. But the sun is out. Things are beginning to dry. It's like the the sky is crystal clear, like there wasn't a storm at all. The storm ends at, like, 5 a.m., and at 6 a.m. the sun rises, and you, you hear the beautiful sounds of birds chirping, and people out on the street weeping at the state of their houses and or goods. How do both of you wake up? Dorian, he uh, slept through the entire storm. I don't think he woke up once, even with Adele's occasional noises that he made throughout the night. And he just stretches and gathers up his things and steps outside and seeing the results of the storm, he has a bit of a frown on his face. Um, Adele looks like he has gotten no sleep. Just, hmm. I mean, usually, usually what is that handsome, like, chiseled look on it, like, that he always has just kind of looks like it, it's sagged. His eyes are all puffy. Um, and his hair is all greasy and drooping over to the side. And he, um... The only sounds that are you are like if you talk that are coming out of his mouth are just like, um, yeah. I'm just picturing this huge contrast between Dory and Adele, whereas Dorian kind of looks like a bit like he never slept a wink. He's just bright eyed this morning, feeling fine, and then there's Adele. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, I think it. Adele looks like it looks like he got he's he's been pretty roughed up. Like 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 something happened in the middle of the night that he was not too happy about i wonder what that was yeah i i think both uh like we we get a shot of like both of you guys exit your rooms at the same time and then look over at each other and we get the shot reverse shot of like adele looking like absolute shit and dorian <laughs> bright-eyed and bushy-tailed yeah uh, <laughs> do you do you guys like go get some breakfast go go look for look for azazel because he's not here anymore his room is empty I think Dorian would just assume he he was probably getting breakfast himself or something, but um, Dorian, having seen outside, uh, he's talking to Adele um, and says, well, it would seem that the dodecahedron caused the storm, I think. Um, um, Adele responds by whispering, coffee. That's fair. Um, yeah, let's get some coffee. I am a bit peeved, though. I wish I woke up in the middle of the night. I love seeing storms. You're, you're but saying... Adele, Adele just, like, responds by that by giving, like, the saddest face, like, droopiest face in response. Like, like, like to, to even, like, 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 clearly... It, he was bothered by the storm, and to hear that somebody likes storms is the last thing he wants on Earth right now. You're not a fan? <laughs> he he just like... No. No. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. You both slink downstairs, and the, uh, you, you see the, the innkeeper, he also looks pretty groggy. Uh, not many people are, are up. He looks at you two as you come down, and he says, "Hey, oh, coffee." Uh, Adele just kind of like, it, d d "Is he offering, or does he have like yeah. a cup?" He looks like he's offering. He also has a cup of coffee himself. 
Okay. Adele uh, grabs it without even really thinking immediately and like like takes the whole thing like a shot. Whoa, whoa, okay, okay. I'll put it I'll put a new kettle on. And he uh rubs the back of his head and goes goes back. Uh he hollers back as he's making coffee. Y'all hear the storm last night? Like Adele is like mumbling here. Here. There you go. Because he's got an accent. I forget sometimes. Unfortunately, no. I slept through it completely. It was absolutely insane. Had to barricade the doors and windows. But some kid ran down here and was like, I'm going out there. And I thought like, holy shit, that's suicide. And he just left. Uh, Adele kind of goes, <laughs> sounds like a desert. And of course, he didn't invite either of us. He has all the fun. I wouldn't really call it fun. More like crazy to me. That's because you've never walked in a proper storm, Adele. I wouldn't really want to. Fun fact. The innkeeper comes back with a pot of coffee and like three more cups. Sets them down and says, um, I'm with the Ashedian here on this one. That you didn't want to go out in that storm. That was a killer. In fact, I'm not sure that kid made it back. I, I bet money on him being injured or worse. He didn't come in for breakfast? No, I haven't seen him since. Honestly, I'm afraid I have his blood on my hands, but like, he had this look on his face, right? When he came for that door, he was like, no one's getting in my way. Fierce little bugger. He's not fierce, he's just kind of dumb. But that's what we all love him for. <laughs> Thinks he acts before he thinks. Quite strangely honorable. I'm sure he's out there somewhere. Probably hunkering down. Yes, probably. If I know Azizar, he's definitely a fighter before he dies. Or he's bleeding out in a gutter, says the innkeeper, pouring you guys coffee. Uh, He shakes his head and says, oh, reminds me of my stepson. Dorian kind of cheers him after uh, his coffee is filled up and takes a sip, makes a face at the bitterness. Do you got any sugar of some sort? Sugar? What is this, the governor's manor? Then some milk? Yeah, I got a little milk. And he goes back and fetches uh, fetches some... Honestly, I, I, think, I think he'd give you, like, goat's milk. That's fine. Dorian fills it up so that most... The coffee is no longer, like, obvious it's coffee. It feels like it's more milk than coffee at this point. <laughs> yeah. C- Café Olé. <laughs> or it would be Olé. Uh, Olé, yeah. yeah. Café Olé. So, should we look for him after this? Uh, you know, I, prob- I think we don't really have a choice. We've always got a choice. You, you guys finish your coffee leisurely and go up to look for uh look for azazel yes okay the rambler the beast azazel and um slim you guys are are walking the streets looking at the kind of like mess that's been made and um the beast says uh i i don't really know any doctors in port royal port royal isn't really known for its doctors so uh i'm, I'm thinking i'll bring you to the ship surgeon does that sound all right azazel uh yeah that that should be fine uh as long as we can get this properly set yeah it, look, it looks like the rambler already did a pretty good job by himself but we'll we'll make sure it's all set we'll get you a bandage and everything he he leads you guys to uh, a different inn 
he enters you know it's it's got some people milling about talking about the storm all worried about the destruction that it may have caused and he he just like walks up to one of the rooms and knocks on it uh and says doc you in there there's a mumbling and then a very very tired ship surgeon opens the door and says what do you need oh oh dear uh come on in come on in and um leads you guys lets you guys inside it doesn't take long for him to like properly administer he he gives you some painkillers azazel and they help a lot but they also get you a little high it's like a, a an opiate and he wraps up the injury he calls it a, a wrist sprain and he says um if you keep your wrist still you don't overwork it you don't land on it again then you should be fine in 10 days Maybe less if you're a quick healer. Okay, thanks. Uh, you wouldn't happen to know where Lady Lucinia, Lucin, the priestess, spent the night, would you? I'd bet my money she's on. She's at the church. Okay, I'll have to pay her a visit. Make sure that her and my brother got through the night all right. All right. Good luck, man. And uh, yeah, he he lets you guys go. You guys head back out on the street. Now with your bandage properly wrapped and uh, the Rambler, or not the Rambler, the Beast, uh, up until now, never really called attention to it. But he's basically just been in like Long John's this whole time. He finally seems to notice and says, oh, uh, I- I'm going to go ahead back and cleaned up. I'll I'll meet you guys in the main room of this here in. That sound good? Uh, about noon? Yeah, sure. All right. Take care now. And he uh, he kind of shuffles off, grumbling to himself. Well, yes, I guess you found the rest of the, uh, rest of our media crew. Let them know what exactly we stumbled upon. Yeah. I mean, I I do want to posit that it could have also just been a coincidence, and it could... It's not too slim. Slatnitz shook the same place three times. That doesn't just happen. Yeah, that that definitely doesn't just happen. Something I've seen Stranger. But in terms of storms, have you seen Stranger? One's that strong? Not many, if any. There it is. As you guys are chatting in the street, um, Dorian and Adele, you guys kind of like round the corner and you see uh, the unmistakable tall and lean uh, warden, Slim, and uh, next to him, like the, the big kind of furry shoulder pads of the Rambler's signature coat, um, now kind of matted with, with residue from the, from the rain. Uh and uh, with them is Azazel. Ah, my favorite ones of the ship. I think Dorian gives a little bit of a wave if they uh, spy him. I think right now we have our backs to you, and we're just talking about what's the, what the best way to get to you would be. Mm-hmm. How do you think we're going to oh, find if, them? If Dorian, if Dorian waved right behind and they could see us, can I just like lean over and be like, I don't really think that works if they're not facing us. So where exactly were you staying again, Azazel? I can't really remember the name of the place. It was, like, somewhere fancy. Well, no, it was actually somewhere the opposite of fancy. It looks like we're gonna need to find a map somewhere. Anyone got any ideas where a map of this town might be? <laughs> no clue. And well, I guess we can always just wander around and hope we find it. I'll take the better part of the day, though. Uh, which direction did you see me coming from the other day? Man, we got so turned around last night in the storm, I'm not entirely sure. With um, a 15, do I pick <clears throat> up on some of their conversation? You're, like, just across the street from them. 
I don't know how loud they're speaking. Uh, <laughs> come into effect here. Whereas uh, your group cannot become lost except by magical means. I think Natural Explorer works more for nature than urban environments. He he's not a nature guy though. Just just let him have it. <laughs> Honestly, with with your background, I'll give it to you. You so... you you know you know the general layout. Decent. Does that mean that Slim is shit in nature, but really good at like an urban environment for navigation? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably accurate. He's a frontiersman. So he, uh, well, I um, that's a good question, actually. Uh, Let's just go this way. I, I think he is much more uh, adept at uh, navigating man-made areas and structures. Yeah, you've dealt with a lot of booming port towns like this. Because this is, this is a lot of what the frontier is made of. But yeah, um, I think at some point you guys turn around and notice Dorian and Adele just like snooping on you guys from across the street. That's when I wave. <laughs> just standing there awkwardly, Dorian waves. Oh, huh. That's, uh, that's weirdly coincidental. That's two in two days, you guys. Something's weird going on. Wait, is, is Dorian just walking in and waving at them? Dor I don't think Dorian's walking. He's just standing on the other side of the street waving. Yeah, that's how uh, I got the fashion my, show set up. My, my mental picture is because you guys have never said otherwise. Dorian and Adele saw you guys and then just like stopped yep. and stood there. <laughs> I was just interrupt our conversation but they never did no I, just do I don't know my my imagination was that like door like they see dorian on the other side wave and then i just kind of wanted to like they don't see adele and then adele comes out from behind them looking like shit <laughs> adele fucking appears oh. just kind of from behind dorian. How, how you doing brother looks like you've been through worse than us oh you know i had um <laughs> She was rather bigger than I imagined last time. After an awkward silence, you guys notice well. Azazel's wrist is in a bandage. I probably have a sling on. Yeah, yeah. I was actually going to respond. Uh, Dorian points to Adele and says, Seems that one of us was awake during the storm. Unfortunately, it was the wrong person. <laughs> Adele does just like, you know, that like unfortunate like, yep like smile like with like just like the like sides of your the corners of your mouth just like stretch backwards on your face oh yeah. like when you're riding to somebody and you, you like recognize them but don't know them well enough so you just keep walking with that face exactly face. yep yep that <laughs> uh dorian then upon seeing the the sling uh, uh uh he says huh so then keeper was right you got in a bit of trouble aussie what happened i look at the other two uh slim and rambler uh, ha give like a kind of a pitiful half smile and go uh, I'd rather not say look this dude was a hero we were out there drowning the water was coming down so much that we could barely make it through the streets and Azazel come and says I know right over here I know this place follow me we came right after him these people tried to come out of an alley and jumped us Azazel was able to knock him to the ground one of them got his wrist we were able to drag him off of him, but we were able, able to make it to safety. But Also, okay. also, by the way, the way the Rambler and Slim look, like, this checks out. Like, Slim's clothes are crumpled, the Rambler's, like, rubbing his back, he looks like he's bruised. I, I, I also like... still have some of the tomato paste on me, so... Yeah, like they look like they got blood on them. <laughs> oh. And uh, 
Azazel, you didn't you didn't think to go and ask me along? This sounds amazing. Uh, so like, and that's kind of where I need to head next. I was actually going out to try to find my brother, but then check this. We saw lightning, so I was pretty sure that I like I get this idea that the storm is because of one of those objects, and I thought maybe someone was trying to steal them from our ship. Uh, but lightning struck the governor's mansion three times. In like a matter of like five seconds, something weird is going on up there, and it's kind of it's it's interesting. We should go. Hey, that'd be three out of three. I'd be down. Um, there is one small bit of business I need to attend to beforehand, but how long is that business gonna take? He shrugs and says, "Just somebody I have to talk to real quick." Who do you know in this city? Thought you'd never been outside of landfall before. Care to share? Saw somebody that caught my interest. Uh. I was just curious as to why they're... Sorry. He... Adele gets, like, super excited. Like, like all of a sudden, now he's wide awake. Or is it a boy? Dorian's face completely, like, reddens up at the mention of a girl. He's like, no, no. Um, yes, I see that. I recognize that face every time. Oh, she must be wonderful. Beautiful. I won't come with you, I promise. You know, I wouldn't want to do that to you. But... Uh, He's got his ha- uh, head in his hands. It's like, no, it's... Remember the playwright from yesterday? I wanted to ask exactly why the play was suddenly stopped. Just curious. And this can't wait till after why? Well, I mean, that's actually good timing. He can go off and find this playwright dude, and I'll go find my brother. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess we'll meet back. Uh, I, I, I kind of look around the town for a distinguishing feature. I'm, I'm guessing there's a clock tower somewhere, or at least something closer to the governor's manor. Yeah, you see a few notable features, one of which is the, the Church of the Maker, which has like a steeple that rises up above the, the rest of the skyline. And another is like a, um, a gap in the buildings where you can see there's like a town square and a fountain, and that's on like the nice fancy side of town. Uh, and that's closer to where the governor's manor is. Is there a cool-ass western clock tower? Yeah, yeah, screw it. There's a cool-ass western clock tower, for sure. Let's meet in front of the clock tower at, uh, say noon. Slim just says it better than I do. Let's meet over at the clock tower at high noon. Yes. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Okay, uh, so, bye. And I walk off, uh, wait, did I get an answer earlier? I don't remember now. Did I get an answer as to where Lady Lucinia might have been during the night? Yeah, the the Beast and the Surgeon were like, bet bet my bottom dollar she's at the Church of the Maker. All right, I'll head my way to the Church of the Maker. Does anyone go with him? If if he asks, the Rambler will come along. Otherwise, him and Slim will uh, go hunt down some more leads, probably. Adele's gonna go with Azazel. No, not Azazel, sorry, Dory. Hey. <laughs> Alright, let's do Azazel first. Also, Slim and the Rambler, do you guys intend to, like, talk to, to mention to, like, the Beast, your captain, that you're going to meet at the clock tower? Because he wanted to meet you guys at the inn. Yeah. Somebody else is going to have to do it, because I don't know. I, I think we could swim on by first and then start having a nose around. Hey, uh, hey, captain. Uh, knock on the door, remembering that, uh, <laughs> uh, he had a guest last night. A woman in a low-cut dress with curly hair opens the door and says, uh, may I help you? Yeah, is the beast in? As a matter of fact, he is. And she steps to the side and you see the beast putting on his boots. He's getting dressed since he was mostly in a state of undress for the past, like, seven hours. And he he waves and says, be right there. 
take your time as a and go down to the lobby. Yeah, he he meets you down in the tavern's main room and um, orders you both a pint uh, and drinks his down with incredible speed. I thought you were going to say with incredible prejudice. With extreme prejudice. <laughs> and he says, uh, so what you got for me? Well, we're going to start looking around, see if we can get a sense of if there is another one of those artifacts over in the mansion. We're planning on meeting over by the clock tower at noon. Did you inform the rest of the crew that is knowledgeable about such things? Yeah. Uh, Azazel's going to go look for his brother first. Uh, don't remember what Dorian and Adele were going to do. You want me to come along, or do you think you got this one handled? Honestly, with uh, how last night went, I think we might need a little bit of help. Happy to oblige. And he, uh, he kind of gives you a nod and says, Clock Tower, high noon, I'll be there. Radio. Back with Azazel, you find the Church of the Maker pretty easily. It's a short walk. Your your wrist still throbs a little, but it's kind of stopped bothering you. And your other, it's it's your, which hand is Azazel's dominant hand, actually? Uh, Azazel's right-handed. Okay, yeah, yeah. It, it's your left hand. You still have your shooting and sword swinging arm just fine. I guess for you, knife stabbing arm. And uh, you you kind of filter through the crowd, avoiding people who look especially shady or sketchy, um, noticing a lot of the people, a lot of the people here look either hungover or in a state of shock at the, like, property destruction that has taken place uh, during the storm. Um, and you find the Church of the Maker, and uh, they, it's there are, like, a, a few people clustered around the outside, hearing to a, hearing someone dressed like Lady Lucinia in, like, a starry night robe giving some sort of speech. Uh, do you just walk on in? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you walk in, and the the episode soundtrack, like, shifts to, like, uh, ethereal Gregorian chants as you enter the main chapel. Um, and it, it's a beautiful little building. Arch ceilings, big altar at the front. Um, the seven-pointed star motif is... Uh, predominant here uh there are church pews and you can see sitting in one of the pews is lady lucinia um praying with a pendant with the symbol of the maker and uh after after a brief look around you notice little wolf leaning against a different pew looking really bored like tapping his foot oh good uh i walk over to him hey you guys are okay from last night right Lucinia looks up, kind of surprised, and Little Wolf says, Yeah, I'm fine. You look like shit. Yeah, uh, I got hurt. It's a long story that I don't care to share. Uh, kind of embarrassing, let's be honest. Lu Lucinia stands up and says, Oh, by the maker, are, are, are you sure you're alright? That looks serious. <laughs> I'm fine. It's just a... Just a broken wrist. I'll be fine. Her face furrows, and then she looks at her pendant and says... Oh, would you like a miracle? A what? A miracle. Perhaps we could ask the maker to heal your wound for you. Um. L Little Wolf gives you this, like, eyebrow look, like, and shrugs. I suppose, if, if that's something that can happen. That sounds ridiculous to me, but you know. Oh, it's not so ridiculous. They did this all the time, back before the silence. Alright, how, she... how does this work? Walks over and says, well, for, for a church of the maker, of course, you have to deposit 
one gold to get your uh, to buy your miracle. Oh my god, it's the Catholic Church. Their donation box is over there, and she points to a to a like large tithe box with a little slot at the top. I'll go over and disp- deposit one gold. Well, you're in luck. I happen to be. She pauses, and then thinks for a second and says, "I'll get you a priest," and uh, uh, walks into a, a different cloister of the church. Uh, little Wolf says, "So you look like you had an adventure without me." I just went out in the storm, really. Wow, why would you do that? That's cool, but, like, why? Uh, excuse me, but part of it was because I was going to try to find you, make sure that you were safe. You were worried I was out there? No, I was sitting here. I didn't care where you were. I wanted to make sure you were safe. He kind of, like, crosses his crosses his arms and goes, of course I was safe. I had to sit through one of Lady Lucinia's sermons. thought she was going to teach me to shoot fire again but no no make her this make her that <laughs> what made you think she's gonna teach you how to shoot fire well, that's what we talked about last time she's really cool you know cooler than you when did you talk about making shooting fire with her he he starts to say something and then lucinia walks back in and he shuts up uh and lucinia is followed by a ordained priest of the church of the maker uh this balding gentleman who um he he has a tonsure which is like where the top of his head is shaved but uh he has hair around the side of his head he's he's a little portly uh probably spends most of his time sedentary uh he looks a little tired he's got like bags under his eyes and kind of big jowls um and he he's holding a a symbol of the maker and he says oh there's a miracle to be done yeah if you would uh little wolf says "Ooh, ooh, i want to see this uh and kind of huddles or rushes over the the priest walks over and says, uh, remove it from the sling, if you would, and uh, come sit down on this pew here. And he, like, leads you to, to a pew. Okay. So how does this work? Uh, you're not gonna... It's very simple. I'm, like, I'm hesitant to even hold out my arm because uh, it hurts, and I don't want him to hurt it more. Don't worry, son. I won't hurt you. The maker only heals and mends wounds, does not cause them. And he takes out this uh, uh, holy book, one of like the holy texts, and like places it um, kind of like on your lap. And then he very, very gently, so as not to move it too bad or hurt your wrist, places your wrist upon it. Now listen closely. We're going to say the fifth psalm of the seventh apostle. And the seven saints and the stars will hear our prayers and they will mend your wound in time. Take deep breaths. Close your eyes. It'll be quick. And he draws out a symbol, a little pendant of the Church of the Maker, and he holds his hand over your uh, over your arm, and he starts muttering a prayer. The prayer is very long and complex, and in a language you don't rightly recognize, but definitely sounds similar to common, um, or sounds similar in some ways to Radonian and even Ashetian. Um, and as he chants... Uh, Azazel, do you have a tendency to space out, or like, can you? How good is Azazel at meditating? Uh, I don't think he's very good at it at all. I think he has a tendency. To, his mind has a tendency to wander. Um, he's learned to sit still, but like he has a tendency to kind of get antsy. Okay, so maybe you know Azazel's kind of nervous. He's not in a place he's used to. This weird ass priest is here, um, but. 
his his words do kind of calm you down and after a second you know as Hazel starts getting bored his mind starts to wander a little and then you hear him say amen and he stands up and says the healing is complete i look at my arm is it any different nope yeah i don't think so he says uh give it a few days and you will feel markedly better the church of the maker does wonders i was just okay thanks uh i'm gonna go now you're welcome be safe boy remember to support your local church he hollers as you as you start to leave <laughs> uh, i'll consider it as you you so you're you're gonna head out yeah i'm gonna head back out to the uh well um L- little wolf says i want to go with him yeah i'll let him come with me because uh there's a there's a certain of a bit of uh unease um I, as, as they're walking out even say this i'll be like i just I don't like them. I don't like you hate spending so much time around her. Lu- Lucinia, like, makes sure to say, like, all right, be careful. Don't do anything stupid. Be back here by six. Uh, and he, he kind of, like, says, sure, whatever. Uh, and he, he follows you. And you, you say that, and he, he, like, looks at you with a weird look and says, why? I don't know. There's just, she makes me uncomfortable. You think she's secretly a crazy cultist? That's one uh, possibility I hadn't really uh, considered too strongly, but... Oh, she's definitely a secret crazy leviathan cultist that's going to drain our blood. But, like, she's also really cool. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. He, he looks at you with a big smile. You you fucking... You picked that up off of, uh, off of uh, Desmond from, uh, from uh, Addie's crew, crew, didn't you? Guilty as charged. Come on, she's a priestess and also happens to be really into throwing fire at things. Yeah, I'm sure she is. I mean, honestly, as Church of the Maker peoples go, like, how it's one in a million to find one that isn't like, ah, witchcraft all the time, you know? Sure. (laughs) Come on. Gotta loosen up a little, brother. Look, I, I just... You have to trust me on this one. She, It's not just her. It's some of the maker stuff just makes me uncomfortable, even when we were younger. And, and that's all dad and, and mom wanted us to listen to. It just it, Whatever, it man. unnerves me. It's all a bunch of hocus pocus anyway. And then he suddenly gets distracted and says, Ooh, look, a fight's breaking out over there. Uh, Slim and the Rambler, you guys are, yeah, you guys are going and getting, um, looking for more clues. More clues. Where are y'all doing that? Uh, well, I'd say Rambler probably has a better idea of where weird things would be found, at least in these parts. Yeah, I guess I could spend this time just trying to get a. I, I could restock on supplies, but most of that would be kind of boring shopping. Just. Trying to get some scraps. The, uh, thing that I'm wondering is, last we heard, the, uh, fellas you were looking for are outside of this town. She've kind of stayed in port for a few times during the, uh, harsh storm, so maybe we can figure out exactly where it was heading to next and how many stops it has. In order to do that, we might have to head back to the dock house, or we'll have to figure out anyone who, uh, maybe was part of the crew but got out. I think you, you guys did see the projected route for the ship the labelle it was going to go to it was going to go to a few other islands on the along the halcyon coast and the first one it said was the island of aquila 
So that your best lead right now is Aquila. Guess we should read up on Aquila. Fastest way there. Yeah. Do you feel like they're after another big score, or do you feel like they're just trying to find someplace quiet? Honestly, I'm not sure. But knowing them, even if they are looking for someplace quiet, they're not going to be staying that way for long. So I wouldn't put it past them if they might know something about these as very much within their wheelhouse of uh, weird artifacts. Yeah, uh, otherwise, the only thing that... <clears throat> sorry. Otherwise, the only thing that I can think of is maybe trying to find a black market of sorts around here. Well, it is pretty pretty popular pirate den, so it's more just uh, the market, but we might be able to find someone who has information that way, too. Sounds like a good plan. Don't want to spook away that, uh, that poor clerk over at the shipyard. What I will say is, uh... <clears throat> I'd be a bit reluctant to talk with a warden. Maybe we should find something uh, a little different for you to put on for the time being. Very well. I got a spare change back at the ship that would probably work just fine for this. Interesting. New costume unlocked. <laughs> so we we cut a little while later. Uh, what What does Slim look like in his new outfit? We've only seen him dressed as a warden. Me too. <laughs> so, his other outfit uh, is much more plain. Uh, he still has a pretty much standard, just like button-up undershirt with a lighter, not like flowing over. It's still leather, but ah, she's back. I was describing my new costume change, so I don't freak out people on the black market. Nod warden outfit, so he can do some illegal activities. Uh. Still wearing a uh, bandana, but uh, it's not the bright red worn one. Uh, is much more a little more standard type looking one. Uh, like otherwise, still pants. have yeah, the pants, goggles, and uh, gloves are all the same. Uh, he does not have uh, the same hat. He instead has a, uh, a, what do I want the hat to look like? Tricorn hat. Pizza. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, he, he just quick borrows one of the beast's other hats. Yeah. Well, beast, how do I look? He has like four hats. Now that is a getup. One of the only two pairs of clothing I own. I can see why. Gotta cover every piece of skin on your body. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I don't agree with the sun too much. Well, you a tiefling or something? Something. Uh, I also assume we're having this conversation on the ship, like on the deck of the ship, like right after he walks out. Yeah, he's just walked out of his, uh, his like tiny closet-sized bed bedroom. Does the do the Rampler and 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 Slim know each other less than I thought they did? Are they not best buddies for life? They're lovers. I thought they were like in a serious relationship. They're a married couple. <laughs> <laughs> so with your new get up, you're heading out to look for the black market? Mm-hmm. Damn, yep. that fanfic I was writing needs to get thrown out now. It's not canon. No, wait, that's the point of fanfic. Or was it just so we could throw off any crew members that might overhear it? <laughs>
the world may never know. Let's uh, continue. Sorry, interrupt. Uh, yeah. So, so you you guys look for some black market suppliers. Uh, do either of you have like kind of criminal knowledge of criminal contacts? Mm, I would say yes. Just in general, I've I've been around in my time, uh, and generally the things that I'm buying are you know not kosher. Yeah, you you find it remarkably easy here in uh, Port Royal. The purveyors of shady business are doing their dealings way more out in the open than you've ever seen in like Port City or Karnakis or the capital. It's it it's pretty easy to find someone who's like peddling drugs on the side of the road in this lawless town of drunken sailors so uh yeah do you do you approach this like shady looking drug dealer and ask uh ask for some black market intel get some drugs give me some fantasy weed so any idea who your old squad might have been uh talking with when they were here nah not not as much Usually it was just Big Jim. He'd he was the one who orchestrated stuff for uh, info brokering and the like. I was much more uh, hired for my skills with my hands rather than anything else. Skills with your hands, alrighty. Well, I guess step number one would just be to get a pulse on the place. Uh, yeah, we we go over to uh, like a, what does the scene look like, Joe? Well, what what type of area are we in? You're in a relatively crowded area. A lot of the townsfolk seem openly drunk and disorderly. Um, the guy who caught your eye is a dude wearing, like, coat that used to be fancy, but now is tattered and patched one too many times. And he's been exchanging, like, little paper bundles with people who pass by. And idea if your old crew used to channel gestures at the, uh, at the packets, use stuff like that? Well... I personally didn't, but uh, Richie, I always loved a good bit of that uh, stuff. <sighs> Fucking bratty was. Used to. Hmm. I just think if we try to go to a go to a place where they most likely were, it'll be easier to tr- make sure they were here. Make sure they didn't get off the boat early. Uh, good thinking. All right. A good contact could be whoever this guy's supplier was or his base of operations. Unless he is independent, which is possible. All I really remember was uh, was a name of a place he l- used to like to frequent. I think it was something along the lines of the uh, the oh god, what was it? It was something furry, uh, an otter, something, something like that. God, it was that was a while ago. The I think otter. it was the the something otter. God. Uh, what was that? And he's just kind of mumbling to himself, figuring out, trying to recall this one conversation that I had with Richie. Do you want to make a roll for it? Yeah. Make an intelligence check. I don't fucking remember. Oof. Never mind. It wasn't. It wasn't otter. It was like fucking rabbit or something. Well, looks like there's a rabbit on that building over there. Eh, well, let's uh, let's take a look. See, so you guys just kind of like wander into a place and ask around. Yeah. Okay. So you, yeah, you you kind of ask around, buy some drinks, gather some details. 
you find out that there is a ton of criminal activity in this place and a lot of it centers around like different segments like different um kind of groups control often of different nationalities control different parts of the of the town and uh you do learn that the radonian like most of the radonian people who do crime and profit off all the sailors and trade at port royal uh kind of linger around the dock area and um you are at one point pointed to if you want a in quotation marks real stomping good time uh you're pointed to a location called the drunken otter which is only accessible through back entrance Mm. you learn this after getting someone who seems already very clearly inebriated drunk i think this might be a Better job to do later tonight. Maybe a warden's cracking down on the place because, uh, something maybe, uh, a little legal might be going on. Might be an easier way to get information out of it. Well, sounds like a plan to me. Let's start putting our sniffers out for that, uh, artifact now. Yeah, if I, I, I take out a, uh, god, I have, like, a, a really dumb-looking pocket watch, like, way too many dials on it. So we got about, uh, 45 minutes. Yeah, it's not quite noon yet. So you guys do some investigation, trying to look for like uh any any talk of the town about a mysterious dodecahedron. Yeah, more more weird goings on, maybe strange happenings or uh, things going in and out of the uh, the governor's place without people wanting to know about it. Okay, uh, one of you make a investigation check. The other can assist, and uh, then we'll then we'll see what our other crew is doing. I'm gonna let you do it. What is the preferred role again? Well, my investigation's all right, not great, and you are helping me, so mm-hmm. I have mine. No, mine is plus zero. So. A fourteen. Uh you don't learn anything explicitly weird and crazy, but you do hear, you do hear some, some uh like Royal Navy officers, uh talking about how they've seen some ships go through bearing curiosities that the governor has been fond of collecting they talk about the governor's collection uh which is apparently a a sort of like cabinet of curiosities that they like to keep at their uh at their manor and only one of them seen it and he talks about like crazy masks uh found on the continent of halcyon and uh all kinds of like weird things that hint at at strange happenings on the sky ocean. Well, the most uh, easiest solution here is thing. Just happened to stumble upon a dodecahedron, and no one really touched it with real hands till I got to the governor's manor. Still think we should try to find our way in. <laughs> I mean, hey, if it's a heretical artifact, that's good enough reason for a warden to be there. I think using it as cover if we get caught's the safer way. Maybe when we're back together, we'll come up with a more clear plan. Feel like something's swirling together in my head. Dorian, where are you headed? Adele's just following you. Yeah, he's going to be heading to the fancier section of everything. He specifically wants to go and see if he can't spy the playwright that he saw, be it nearby the play, uh, uh, the area that they went for the play itself, or if nearby. 
just kind of keeping an eye out. Okay, cool. Yeah. You go into the nicer side of town and immediately, like, everyone you see gives you weird looks. Like, looks ranging from weird to get the hell out. Because you you two are obviously sailors. One of you looks hungover. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a good look. Everyone here is dressed, like, wonderfully... What about you his see, fancy, fancy uh, cloak and shirt? <laughs> you, you, you see a lot of, uh, you see a lot of like women like dressed to the nines with like beautiful bonnets and flowing skirts, leading uh, children around, buying them like candy and things like that. And uh, yeah, th- also this side of town is very small; like it's it's not super busy either. And you're looking around; you're kind of looking around the playhouse area. And uh, what catches your eye is probably the only bookstore in town. He he stops at that and kind of looks at the inside. And put, I think he puts his hands um, on the glass itself to kind of peek in. You can see the clerk behind the counter, an uh, elderly man with spectacles low on his nose. And uh, someone else is there and they're like shouting at him, like arguing with him over the counter. Oh, uh, Dell, it seems like there's something going on in here. I really can't see anything. Just, we might as well stop in. He opens up the door and just walks in. Um, I don't think he holds open the door for, for, uh, Adele, as he does so. Adele is shocked, but you can't see his face because it's behind your back. Dorian has this, like, focused expression as he's open like entering and trying to pick up on the conversation that is happening inside yeah yeah you you walk in uh the the like little bell hooked up to the door rings as you enter but the man yelling across the counter does not seem to notice and you recognize the voice right away it is the playwright and he is saying i simply need better material what you've given me is trash it is garbage uh and he slams down a a like sheet or a a pamphlet like a series of pamphlets that are titled script or reading script on the table and the the elderly man kind of jumps and says please please calm down i'm sure we could find something to your liking and dorian when you enter and you spy this man and he kind of like briefly looks over his shoulder and you get a look at his face time seems to slow down things dim around you you focus in on this man and it is as if time has frozen and in this snapshot you're just looking at this guy and you see buzzing around him in the air buzzing the only thing moving in the scene is a golden scarab and you hear a voice that says this this is important and then everything comes back all at once and you're it's normal like the door bell thing is still ringing this guy is still shouting the scarab is gone adele is behind you frustratedly opening the door again i think dorian paused and he kind of looks like he's seen a ghost uh for a split second before uh wiping his uh hand on his face and deciding to walk towards the counter tentatively as he's continuing to listen uh, the man is saying, if I am to make a masterpiece, I need something written by a professional, not this hogwash. 
and the bookstore owner is like, I, 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 please, sir, we, we don't get all that many books. The, the, the presses in, in the capital, they, they only send so much. I, I have to wait for another shipment. Please, sir. I do not care. He kind of like turns around and says, I'm sure I can find a fine play elsewhere. And he, um, he kind of like looks huffy and frustrated, but also a little worried. And the, the bookstore owner says, please, just just give me a week. I'll have an, something else will be in the shop. I'm sure it will be to your liking, master. And the man kind of like looks around, notices there are other people and that he's kind of making a scene and says, see to it that it is. And uh, turns around and starts to storm out. I think Dorian kind of attempts to speak up at that point and says, excuse me, sir. What do you want, peasant? Uh... I, I couldn't help it over here, and it, was that why the play was suddenly stopped yesterday? Eavesdropping on... What do you mean? Well, I... We went to go and visit the play, and you... You called it off mid... Well, in the middle of it. Right when Oberon appeared. His face twists in disgust, and he says, Oh, that was a disaster. Um, Adele I... kind of like pipes in the back and is like, well, I really rather much liked it, but you know. Don't be a fool. The players deliver their lines like wooden animals. Like dolls. The The script was all off. The, the climax happened in the second act. It was ugh, completely idiotic drivel. Are you looking for suggestions or do you need new actors or what? I simply need good material. A script I can work with, something my actors resonate with, not this... <sighs> modern modern theater is all wrong. They don't know how to write a good play if a gun was to their head. I would write it myself, but you see, I simply don't have the time. I have quotas to meet, and, and my script is still in its third draft. It's not ready for the limelight. Would, would you help with, need help with the script, or... Uh... Maybe, maybe I could go and recommend a few, or... He snorts and says, I seriously doubt you have any idea about stagecraft. Jesus Christ, and I thought I had quite an ego. Excuse me, did I hear something? Must have been a fly buzzing around. Oh, I'll have you know I've read quite a number of plays in my time. <laughs> have you, boy? Tell me, have you heard of... Have you heard of Caliban's Woe? The Wench of Port Royal? Halcyon's Rest? I have. Not quite my taste. Uh, not surely Ashretien, but... You know, um, whatever people find is classic. So, uh, should hmm? I roll to see if I have ever read those before? Yeah, make a roll. He, he turns to you, Adele as if noticing you for the first time, and says, how about, and then he says in Achetien, the flower of good fortune, and it is a, le, le fleur bon chant, nah. I, mm, I'm not confident enough. Wait, what was it? Oh yeah, the, le fleur de bonne chance. Yeah. Hey, yes, Jack, that, and it's a, it's an Achetien romance from like, um, 50 years ago. Uh, also, yes. Am I, allowed to, am I allowed to use my book sensibility for advantage? Yes. And so, Adele goes, that? oh, sorry. You okay. go first. Um, yeah, I'll go and roll. 
Also, Adele, it, it oh was Oh my god, nat a... 20 on my second roll. <laughs> the first one was a of 6, course. the second one was nat 20, so that makes it a total of, but straight intelligence, 22. Yeah, uh, Adele, you, the, the play he, he mentions is a pretty well-known Achetillon play, which oh, was, yeah? Oh, I was gonna say that, um, cause Achette, uh, Achette is kind of like a small area, I mean, it's a well, like, it's a well-cultured area, but it's also a very small area. Yeah. I was gonna say something dumb <laughs> to respond, because yeah, it's what, Adele. So Adele. What do you say? I mean, he recognizes the playwrights, but he goes, but of course, in fact, I'm friends with the son of the playwright, a very good man, quite talented, a little bit, uh, you know, and then he just does like the, the chug chug motion, but it happens all the time. I'm sure you're familiar with it. I really want to check, do an inside for this if he's bullshitting. He squints at you. And uh, Dorian, you, you recognize uh, a few of the plays he's said. But not all of them. Even with your natural 20, you're pretty sure some of the plays he said were fake. Or oh, written I'm... by him. Or yeah. not played, or, or not published on Landfall. Uh, so which ones would I recognize? Or if you uh, remember, the, I don't know if you have the titles you, off the top of your head. You Caliban's, Caliban's Woe, which is uh, an older pre-silence. No, actually, no, it's not pre-silence. It's like, it. it's... 20 years back, uh, Radonian tragedy. And you recognize, uh, I actually, you, you recognize the, the one with Halcyon in its name. It was like Halcyon. Okay. Arrest. Yes. Uh, that you, you recognize it, but you haven't read it. You recognize it being a, a, um, a play that was written and published in the frontier that didn't really come back to the, the empire. Um, okay, uh, so, but he has, has he read Caledon's Woe? Dorian? Yeah, totally. Okay. So, he says, I, I actually recognize a couple of those titles. In fact, Caledon's Woe made me cry. Uh, he looks a little taken aback, and he looks you up and down again. Dorian, uh, I, I think you, you mentioned this briefly, but what, what is Dorian's, like, normal outfit? He, so he wears a, um, open-cut uh, like white blouse. Um, I he has his leather armor on, so it's you can only see part of the collar. Uh, and a bit of that tattoo sticking out, but not as much if the uh, leather was not there. Uh, he has a cloak with a day, uh, like a, a a flower on it, as well as a large, wide brim black hat with uh what looks like antlers at first gl- at glance, but they're actually branches. He, and he yeah. also has a book strapped onto his uh his belt. He the the playwright gives you a weird look and says, "Is that so? What did you think of Caliban's sacrifice in the third act? Was it just? Was it right? What, what do you think about uh Eliana's death? Did it wrench your heartstrings?" And you of well, course I, know all about this stuff. Yeah. So you, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. Well, I thought it was rather just considering how it was supposed to act as a uh, foil to uh, the lead cons- and act as a means to let the uh, viewer know that their actions were not justified and he keeps going on and on. He's, he's like nodding. He, he like looks over at Adele and then looks back at Dorian and says, so you do have some sense after all. Huh. 
What was this about a recommendation? Oh, uh, well, can I, can I, uh, come up with a title for suggestions or this part of me wants to recommend this thing? That'd be stupid. That'd be so fucking stupid. <laughs> hmm. How about the hit satirical comedy, A Tale of Iron and Misery, written 20 years after the, um, Silence. Can tale be written as like a, a physical tale? <laughs> sure. Uh, written written twenty years after the silence, once the Iron and Misery Company had been safely disbanded, uh, it was a satire about the corporate backstabbing and lust for power and money laundering and weapon testing that happened in the Iron and Misery Corporation. How about this? Uh, would you mind if we strike a deal? A deal. What do you possibly have to offer me? Well, I can give you that recommendation. In fact, I could even search for it if we go on another journey and happen to pass by if it doesn't come come quickly enough. Otherwise, well, maybe I can help you out with your current play. Um, in exchange for, at a future date, I can go and rent out your venue. I can use it for my own personal purposes. He pauses and kind of leans back, and then leans forward and says, I'll agree only on one condition. You put on a play that impresses me. None of this idiocy that I've been seeing. No, you need to show me you can actually direct something serious. Do you think you have what it takes, boy? I might have something in mind already. Yes, that's... Might be even why I would like to go and use the venue. Well, of course. What what else would you use it for? I'm assuming you have some drivel you've written that you want to perform on stage. Let me tell you, if it is any worse than something I would write, I will personally see you hanged. Oh, that's, that's taking it rather drastic, don't you think? I take my business very seriously. This is art. This is a life or death. I see you did not take the Caliban's woes lesson to heart. He mumbles underneath his breath. A freak storm hit. He glances at Adele, glances back at him, holds out his hand and says, let's do that then. You find me a play that is actually worth my time and I will let you have my venue to put on a play of your choice, but make sure it is good. I expect great things. I don't enter into deals lightly, my good man. And he shakes your hand firmly. You could always uh, perform something of a more comedic nature, like a tale of iron and misery. And do you know where I could find the script for such a tale? If I had my library, I would lend it to you. You're a sailor. You travel the world. If you can fetch it for me, well, I can compensate you. Um, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to... I can fetch it that way, but I'll keep my eye out for another copy. He gives a huge grin. I'm sure you will. This is part of our agreement. And he, he has like a vice-like grip on your hand. I expect you to bring me material. And I do not take my bargains lightly. You will get it. Good. What is your name, boy? <sighs> you may call me Dorian. He says, my name is Maximilian Van Dorn. Adele, um... Upon hearing the name, goes. That's Mr. Van Dorn to you. I didn't ask you. He shoots you a death glare and says, "Um, all right." Uh, and you you gave him 
the name Dorian Dreamsbrook, right? Nope, just Dorian. Just Dorian. We did not ask okay. for more. Yeah. He says, um, I'll be seeing you soon, Mr. Dorian. It was a pleasure to meet you. And he gives this really low bow and says, as he bends completely downward, Mr. Van Dorn. He kind of he like straightens himself and like brushes down his coat and says, Right, well, this was quite the business venture. If you have anything, here is my contact information, a street address, and here. And he hands you a card, and then he says, um, Good day to you both, sirs, and tips his tricornered hat and uh, leaves the building in a huff. Yeah. Dorian waves at him as he's leaving. He's like, and you too. And when he closes the door, you hear him mutter, jackass. I was going to say that um, uh, Adele, as you, I mean, you're waving to him, but Adele does like, like kind of more of like the cocky wave with like your fingers are all closed. And it's more just like you're opening and closing your hand. (laughs) And he's just giving like this. Yeah, like he's giving the smuggiest face on earth. Yeah, we, like, right when he leaves and the door shuts, the elderly bookstore owner says, Oh, thank the maker. I appreciate you getting rid of him, what, though that was quite an interesting way to go about it. He can scratch my back, I can scratch his, and Please maybe never... since I scratched yours, you can scratch ours. <laughs> Please, <laughs> Adolfo, please. Never say that again. Why does my ever. back feel scratchy all of a sudden? I don't know, but it's not good. The bookstore owner says, I'll happily give you a discount just for getting him out of my sight. I'll warn you, though, he is never satisfied with anything. The problem is never his actors, it's never himself, it's the plays, it's the scripts. I'm sure he hasn't found a play he really likes. Well, maybe I have something up my sleeve that he will. To be honest, I thought the idea of a playwright was that he wrote his own material. Yeah, and he's been writing the same one for a year. How boring. No wonder why he's so upset. That or he just has a massive stick up his his butt, so? A stick being the only play that he's ever written in his entire life. (laughs) God. That's a shame to have such a lack of creativity. I think that's his exact problem. He craves variety, but every play that comes out nowadays is the same formula, the same business, and he can't stand it. You know, I've known that man for 20 years, and he he's like organizing books as he says this. Every play he's written tries to be drastically groundbreaking and often falls flat. He'd need something one of a kind to really sink his teeth into. I'm sure he could maybe someday direct something passable he shrugs he needs to just stop trying so hard that's his first problem well uh like i said maybe i have something he might enjoy uh you that's hmm? Uh, you keep talking in such euphemisms i'm really starting to worry scratch backs have something that you might want please stop (laughs) just be He looks at him curiously, like, I don't know what I understand. And then Adele goes, oh, that's right. He, like, looks off to the side. I forget. Wait, you forget what? Please tell me. No, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. 
I don't appreciate it. And Adele starts walking back towards the (laughs) clock. (laughs) He stamps his foot. (laughs) Adele, please tell me. Are you going to come back with me or not? Uh, uh, Do you mind if we... I, I get a couple of books. I would like to take advantage of this discount. You have five minutes. Hi, hello, and welcome back to Tempting Fate. I am your imaginary friend, Jordan Page, producer and player of Azazel. The rest of our cast includes Joseph as the Dum Dum Mister, Leanne as Dorian, Tori as Adele, Max Landy as the Rambler, and Elliot Waters as Slim. Once again, I want to thank you for tuning into our podcast here, and if you're enjoying it, please consider leaving a review on your podcast listening service of choice. We are now available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, and many other major podcast listening services. There is a video version of this podcast on my YouTube channel, Imaginary, which includes trivia about the game and production. Also included is art and reference material. The atmospheric audio in this episode are from Tabletop Audio and Storyblocks. We post every two weeks, and this episode is going up on the 16th, so we'll see you again on the 1st of March. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you have a wonderful day. The crew meets at the clock tower. It's the party, Little Wolf, and the Beast. Uh, you guys all notice the Beast is armed. He has two cutlasses uh, on either hip and uh, a small brace of pistols. Um, and he's he's all up in his captain's garb. He's ready to go. Well, how's it going? I brought my brother with me. Uh, I had an idea where, like, because I can't, you know, I hold up my wrist. Uh, can't really go inside uh, very easily. I figured my brother and I could uh, could pretend to, like, be uh, panhandling outside the governor's uh, manor. And, uh, and keep watch. Keep watch just outside of a manor in the middle of... It's got its own estate. You'd be outside of the front gate, which is somewhat far from the place itself. You, if you look and, and, suppose, uh, yeah, and Rambler points to it, it's like, basically. That's not quite what I was... Yeah. <laughs> I think I misunderstood what his place was like. My bad. You guys can see the governor's manor from up here. Uh, it, it is a full estate. The manor itself is visible. It's on the top of a large hill that kind of overlooks Port Royal. And um, it does have, like, it has large fields around it, a stables, all that sort of stuff. Beast says, well, oh, lads, this wouldn't be the first time I've infiltrated an estate such as this. We won't want to do it during daylight. However, we can case the joint now and make a plan. These places are usually heavily guarded, but it is a lot of ground to cover and a lot of area to patrol. So if we can find a chink of the armor, we can slip in. Azazel, I think you'll even be useful with only one hand. You only need one hand to fire a gun or swing a sword. What I'm most worried about is getting past locked doors or windows. If all else fails, we could conduct a raid. The way that is most efficiently done is sneak in in the night, heavily armed, find the occupants, put weapons to their heads, and then wake up the estate. Usually works pretty well can even ransom off the nobles for a pretty penny. However, 
what we are looking for are specific objects. And the place is quite guarded, and there's only six of us. Yeah, one thing that I wanted to point out before we go ahead and do anything is that should we manage to be discovered and run away, uh, we might want the crew ready to depart. Because otherwise we'll be stuck on the island with them looking for us. That's a fair assessment. The ship is still being careened, cleaned of uh, different organisms that float among the clouds. So we might want to delay a few days to make sure that's finished and the crew is ready to depart at a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. Hope we don't. I would like to do some more shopping. I myself have some uh, business that I'd like to attend to on some of the other islands that we may be heading off on, and it would be time sensitive, so I'd be well, more comfortable if we wanted to leave. Me too. The longer we sooner. wait, the more likely the artifact's going to be gone. You know, I think one thing we should think about is whether or not the estate is in some kind of state of chaos right now like that ship was that's a really good point we could just do a recon today and well, so the question is who's gonna there. do it I think it makes the most sense for a warden to be there checking out I don't know weird lightning strikes emanating from a storm yeah what if, what if I just went in and mesmerized with ever everyone with my handsomeness, and if it didn't go well, then I just fight my way out. So you act as cover while I scope it out. Perfect. I feel like it would be perfect. I, I'm uh, not I'm... so sure about this plan. You take it into the account the fact that you didn't get your beauty sleep last night. Look, worse comes to worse. We lose the pretty boy. <laughs> no offense. I'm not as stupid as I sound, but I can make it sound stupid. I buy you some time, you guys come in. Look, I want you to know, Warden, the out here on the frontier, here in Port Royal, they don't treat the law the same way. Even the governor might not have the same respect most people hold. As far as I know, Wardens earn their respect through fear. Yeah, well, if there's one sect of people who ain't afraid of the law, it's the rich. Governor might, got, might not give two shits about you. That is entirely true. I have considered that. But I think I'm also still one of the uh, best out of us about sneaking around. So I'm fine to go with the plan of I scope it out, and then while uh, Adele here is distracting them. Where do you want the rest of us? Ah, uh, honestly, if this goes south, we won't really have a great way of getting out. So, (sighs) and this isn't the best, best place that we can really have people on watch. Um... I honestly don't know. Well, we can also think of this more as it gets closer to night time, because I don't want to sneak in there during broad daylight. Yeah, well, now is our best chance to get a look at it while it's bright. Scout a little. However, I will tell you, wouldn't be the first time I've shot my way out of a governor's manor. Well, let's hope it won't be the last. Sounds like a story for another day. (laughs) Would... 
an additional distraction be of use? I s- certainly try to play my music. Um, how obnoxiously can you play your music? It's a hurdy-gurdy. We can play as obnoxious or as sweet as we want. Well, if you want to set up on the corner yeah, right outside no corners. the mansion. Well, play loud enough outside the boundary of the mansion that uh, it will at least annoy the guards. Give me an opening to get in and get out. It will be loud. Loud is what I'm looking for. Uh, Azazel, how are you doing? Would you also want to be uh, snooping around with me? I suppose I could go up with you. Um, we could right. set something up with Dorian, with uh, with my brother. Um, have them be together. Um, some kind of sh- we could they could pretend it's some kind of show that Dorian's putting on with him. Mm, that that way, there's true. an excuse for him to be playing the hurdy gurdy. Like a show that. right out of the governor's manor. He tries to well, stay away from the well, city. He's playing it. Well, the, aren't they playing outside on the out, outside on the pavement anyway? Somewhere that's not. They're not gonna. I don't think a, uh, Dorian's gonna be able to get close enough to the manor to play the hurdy gurdy real close, and not. I just get don't caught. think it'll be as distracting as we need it to be. Well. What if we got him into the manor and just had him play the hurdy-gurdy on the estate grounds? I mean, they're not going to shoot him. They'll escort him out, but if they spend too much time and resources on that, that'll leave a vast opening for us to slip in unawares. Mm-hmm. Either uh, Adele or uh, Dorian, either you want some uh, more official-looking paperwork, yeah, should you be questioned? It certainly couldn't hurt. Probably prevent an arrest or two. Yeah, I think we might want a story for the reason why you would be there. Look. Whether that's as simple as just like you're a foreigner who got lost, or you could be uh, someone of a foreign government. I have a way with people. Just something. Just letting, letting y'all know this now. If I have about. I don't know. When I talk with someone, I usually can get him to do what I need him to do for about an hour, especially if I have some help with it. All we need to do Dorian is we can try this hurdy-gurdy <laughs> idea, try to get you inside, but we need to come up with a good reason for it. But also we can just have a few people break in there, like Azazel, who seems to be naturally pretty stealthy. And then if things go badly, a warden comes in to clean up the situation. Anyone else uh, naturally stealthy? I can stealth, and I also am rather I, persuasive. I think I I think Adele is actually pretty stealthy. Um, who should we? Who I think should Adele would be more help with keeping you alive for the time being. If, well, Slim and I get to you, Slim and Beast. Actually, how how sneaky are you, Beast? We might still be able to do uh. Do uh, Slim's plan have him go in with me, and then if if I'm caught, I'll just you know I'll go out in front. If I'm caught, he could play some bullshit like he followed me in there. So I guess in in terms of Adele, Adele, oh Adele would say no. I prefer Dorian's thing. I think we should go in. just to add on to. Dorian's plan, though, that I have like a plus four for performance and plus four for persuasion. I think Dorian shrugs. We could 
be doing more than one thing at once. How about a plan to send in multiple teams? If one way doesn't work, uh, I think will. I should go with Slim just to just to grease the gears of anyone we run into. All right, so let's break this down. Who here thinks that stealth is their best option? Stealth slash deception. I'm good at both. <laughs> I'm good at both. I can't decept. All right. Uh, I can decept, and I can persuade, and I can perform, and I can do anything else that is not that is like loud, and boisterous. I can. I'm okay at this. Uh, okay at um at sneak, but I do have the bonus of, like, having really good investigation. Alright, first let's go go by the place. During the night? I don't know. During the night is when we should make our move. But for now, we should just... When we see the place, maybe it'll become more obvious. Oh, boy. (laughs) Famous last words. (laughs) Alright. Alright. We're winging it. After we see the place, maybe it'll become more obvious, not after we get in. You adds armed? And he kind of, like, hoists up his oh, gun belt. Oh, uh, I, I, here, and I look I look over at my brother. Give me that knife back that you, I gave you. Uh, uh, Little Wolf looks at you and says, this is my knife. No, I gave that to you when you went out into the city by yourself, and now I need it back. Fine, and he he pulls it out and hands it to you, and uh, the beast says, um, "You sure you don't want something bigger?" This is all I've got. This, and then I hold pull up, pull, uh, kind of pull my sort of cloak pi- away from my waist a little bit to reveal the pistol I have on my belt as well, and this hogwash. Here, take a real weapon, and he pulls off one of his cutlasses. And hands it to you. I don't know if having a real weapon's a good idea with a broken wrist. It's one-handed. If you're a decent fencer, you know you don't need the other hand. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah I'll take it. It's better safe than sorry. Uh, it is a... It's a scimitar. 1d6 cool, cool. Uh, I... He looks at his bolts and says... I think I'd rather go and use something a bit stealthier than my usual. And he's going to take out the slingshot from his uh, pack and a couple of the uh, ammo ready. This is fine, yes? Yeah, yeah. Guns are a last resort. Too loud, too messy. All right, let's move out. The governor's estate is large and lavish. It encompasses, like, quite a decent bit of land. I want to say, like, 20 acres atop a hill. It's fenced in by a a low wall topped with a, like, spiked fence. Someone who knew what they're doing pretty well could possibly climb over it to infiltrate. But uh, it's definitely designed to keep people out. The main gate is guarded by two very bored-looking guards. There is a back servant's entrance that's another gate that's just heavily padlocked with a chain and lock. And from there, you guys can look in and see that there are multiple buildings on the estate and in the manor itself. And the manor itself is this beautiful, gorgeous building. 
uh, and in the back behind the manor is like a stables and a garden shed and the shed has just been ruined and is like a smoldering wreckage this like pile of lumber that uh, a bunch of workers are out cleaning up and hauling away the lumber uh trying to repair anything that's been damaged in the storm etc how how many workers are there joe that you can see like five are at five workers you Uh, say uh how many it doesn't look like anyone is watching the workers anyone from the manor and how far removed is the shack Uh, from the house The shack is, it doesn't have line of sight to the house because of a big hedgerow of, like, heavy uh, trees um, that are designed to, like, section off the property into kind of different areas. Uh, And you do see every, say, 15 minutes of a very nicely dressed servant comes out to supervise the workers and sometimes instruct, like, a, a supervisor to do this or that. Uh, Rambler kind of gestures at the garden workers and says, I count five. Be an easy way to get on campus. How are we going to silence all of them at once? Uh, He, like, like, Rambler just takes out a gold coin. You'd be amazed how little they pay these people. Dorian holds out his hand and says, Sling, no, just get a doctor right after the butler comes out. Oh, here I thought you were going to have them all scrambling to catch the coin. Why would a gold coin come out of nowhere? (laughs) Dorian shrugs and says, could be the result of a storm. Are you thinking of putting that plan into action now? Because I doubt they'll be working tonight. I think that we can scope it out now, maybe get a few few of those uniforms. Um, And then, yeah. Scope it out now. If we see our opportunity, we take it. Otherwise, we can just keep it around till later tonight and put our plan into action when we have more information. Well, our first step would be dealing with the lock on this servant's gate in a manner that makes it not obvious we broke in. I normally can pick locks pretty well, but uh, don't know how well I'll be able to do what it with one hand. What if you had some help? I don't, I, I don't see how you're going to help me. Well, Hold the lock actually... Steady. If yeah, if you if you if there, yeah, if you hold this one of the pieces, I should be able to use the other one just fine. It'll be weird. Uh, probably still be difficult, but might might help I a little bit. I do that. Oh crap! I didn't I didn't get a chance to go back to my bunk. Does anybody happen to have any lock picking tools? I got a crowbar. I think that's the opposite of what we want right now. The beast kind of like shuffles and says, "Do I still keep?" Oh, yeah. Here it is. And he reaches into his boot and he pulls out like small metal rods and he he says, uh, you, you can bend the end of this one. These were these were spare parts for a firearm I used to work on. Ah, thanks. And I will try to do that. You have a broken or you have a sprained wrist. Oh, by the way, now that it's like noon, it's it's been a while. Your wrist is definitely not hurting that much anymore. It's healing a little faster than you thought it would. So you, you can still grip things in your hand, but it's it's pretty iffy. Like, you can't move your fingers around really well. So you have disadvantage. Um, but if the Rambler helps you, it's a normal roll. Do I do I get the feeling that the, the ceremony at the church actually did something? I don't know. Do you? I don't know. 
<laughs> okay, I'll, I'll just do this. Um, wait, hold on. This isn't... Okay, this is a dexterity thieves tools check, uh, which is... So that's just proficiency plus dexterity. Holy fucking shit, I rolled a nat 20. He's a god. Was that on physical dice? Yeah, I rolled it. I, I was like getting ready to pick it up and, t and take a look at what it was because it's super dark in my room. But the nat 20 is not a dark side of this dice. Hell yeah, man. Okay, so uh, uh, I think like Rambler. Uh, Rambler, do you have any experience picking locks? I've always worked with people in my crew that could pick locks, but it was never my expertise. But, you know, every so often someone would uh, need a bit of help, so I was usually there. You hold the lock steady, and you put in the um, I don't I don't remember what it's called, but it's kind of this like like one of the rods you put in, and you put pressure on the lock as if a key is turning, and you just constantly have that pressure on it while Azazel goes to work at the pins, and it's pretty quick. Like he just snaps through it. Azazel, this is a expensive, kind of complicated lock. Like it's. It's not something you'd find on, like, an indoor. It's it's definitely a, a, a symbol of wealth. And you've, you've dealt with these before. And even with, even with one hand, you pick through it with the Rambler's help. And uh, pop, the lock pops open, and the gate is free. All right, we're in. I didn't think that would work. Do, do we all go in at once, or are we going to lure the uh, workers out? I think our best bet is just someone go over and talk to him. If y'all want to watch my back, we wait till right after that butler comes out. One of us just goes over and uh, proposes. Proposes the uh, the deal. Their garbs for a few hours. Uh, exchange for, say, if we all pitch in one gold for each of them. That's worth at least three weeks for them, I'm guessing. I'm really starting to run out of gold here, but sure, I can pitch in. Um, yeah, I think that'd be fine. So you guys wait about another 10 minutes. Um, you see a man come out to supervise the workers. They talk briefly. Um, one of, like, the, the man who, the servant who comes out to supervise, like, motions for them to, like, come back to the house, and the workers shake their head and say something and point back to the pile of wood. They nod, and then they part ways. And, uh, the workers kind of, like, wipe sweat from their brow and take take a breather they look like they're about to get back to work Alrighty, i'm gonna uh i'm gonna be useful so uh rambler kind of like nods at everyone uh and says i don't know things get hairy just sure we can uh use force to get what we need just easy if we don't have to just keep an eye on me uh and rambler's gonna duck out from behind uh, the cover they have, assuming it's a tree, and walk on over to the, uh, we're walking over to the shed. Yeah, you, you guys are hiding behind, like, a low wall, and you duck out. It's like a, it's like a good hundred feet walk to get to where these workers are working. They see you coming, and one of them points, and you hear, Oi, who the hell is that? One of them, like, shouts to the other, and they all stop working and just, like, look at you. Rambler, you walk up, what do you say? Uh, I'm just like, I think I wave at them about halfway over. Like, I just have a nice leisurely walk the whole way. Uh, and as soon as I make it to them, uh, does like any of them look like they're kind of standing in front, kind of look like they're the one that has the most sway over everyone? 
one certainly does it's probably the oldest she looks like kind of weathered middle-aged woman calloused hands leaning heavily on a shovel and she she's the first one to speak you you ain't a nobleman yeah what gave that away uh no i'm just from uh kind of gestures his neck over at the town i'm also just gonna immediately cast a charm person on her so wisdom nice. saving throw, please. It's not a disadvantage because we're not in combat. What does it? What does it look like when you do this? Uh, what does it look like? Yeah. What does charm person look like? Also, she rolled a five, so I think it works. Yeah, that that's a fail. Uh, none of the party see this, but my eyes just while I'm like, I it looks like I'm kind of gripping something in my sleeve, uh, or under my glove, uh, and my eyes kind of get. The irises get a starry night sky uh, effect for a few seconds uh, when I do it. And I say, I'm just over down from the town. Uh, me and a few of my friends were wondering if we could help out on the work of the shed here. And we'd be willing to uh, pay y'all if you want to take the day off. Uh, and I kind of bring out, I'd say, uh, I'm, I'll, I'm willing to offer a fair amount of my gold. I take out ten pieces of gold and just kind of like... Uh, have it stacked in my hand and just kind of like play with it, toss it between fingers. She blinks a few times and says, Oh, a relief crew. Oh, we've been working so much and they pay us shit. I, is that, is that for us? It is. Heard that uh, stone was especially hard last night. I'm assuming though the work you've had to do today has been pretty rough. Oh, it's back-breaking, friend. They've had us cleaning up all this debris. We're gonna have to erect a new shed. It's, oh, just to think a little break would really, really do a body good. And, uh, they're all, they, they've all stopped paying attention to you and started paying attention to the gold in your hand. What do you say we, uh, we can just, uh, turns out my crew is, uh, oh, pretty forgetful. We forgot our uniforms back at our, uh... Back over at the last town over, so if we could borrow yours for the day, we'd be sure to leave them, let's say, in the new shed that we have. Y'all can grab it tomorrow, when you come on in. The lead woman says, oh, of course, no problem, and immediately starts, like, tugging off their, their shirt, and all the other ones are like, what? Hold on, what are you talking about? Uh, the one, an, another one of them, like, walks forward and, and says, Aryan, what are you doing? The, put your shirt back on. And she's like, there's a relief When she turns to taking yourself up, like, Rambler kind of puts puts his hand over his so like, y'all can change in the shed. I'm assuming that you have, you know, your work clothes here and your normal clothes around. There's no shed. It's a well, pile of Yeah, rubble. you're right. They also, you can't see anywhere nearby normal clothes. They uh, They appear to be just wearing... They're wearing, like, dirty and gross white linens, basically. Got it. Or just, like, woven fiber, like, ordinary wor worker clothes, crappy stuff. Uh, and, and she kind of, like, blinks and, and looks at one of the other workers and says, What? They, they need proper uniforms? I mean, look at what he's wearing. Uh, and, and the other guy, like, looks over and says, if you, get a, if you give us that gold now, we'll just... Hmm... We'll just scurry off and uh, leave a few of our belongings behind, but we aren't we aren't gonna strip down for you. Don't need y'all to strip. Just need enough to, so that the people at the manor know that we're taking over the work for the day, just so there's no question about it. Uh, 
one of them steps forward and says, trade your shirt for shirt, coat for coat. Luckily, Rambler has a, a spare set of clothes so that, right in his bag, so he says, sounds like a fair deal to me. You start, like, giving these guys some of the spare clothes you have, and uh, they're, you know, they, they just start, like, changing in the open. But, um, you, yeah, you've pretty much got them convinced. If you give them the gold, they're like, no questions asked. We'll give you our clothes and leave, as long as we have something to wear as we get out of here. They uh, they most certainly do have things to wear on the way out. Some of them get less than others, of course. I, I have a few, like, spare outfits, if that makes sense. Uh, a lot of them are just like... It's kind of obvious that I've done stuff like this before in the past, in terms of I just have, like, a lot of different types of worker outfits, but no, no gardener ones. There's, like, a janitor outfit in there. So they just kind of have a few other things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, in terms of the money, I'm assuming that everybody gave me one piece of gold, so I'm supplying five of my own and then one from everyone else. Well, six yep. of my own and one from everyone else. Uh, so, while the Rambler's doing this, like, you, you see him start, like, passing out clothes and stuff like that. Who? Everyone else make a perception check. I got an eight. That's an eight. Sorry, five. Adele? Nine. And Slim? oh thank god somebody (laughs) you spot a patrolling guard coming down the um the like arc of the low wall he is on his way to to seeing either you guys if you don't take cover or the rambler if he walks around a kind of hedgerow that he that is between him and the rambler but you guys can still see him clearly and he is walking around the perimeter so he's going to pass that hedge and see the rambler if you guys don't do something. Um. Uh, do you hmm. let us know or? Oh, uh, of course. I like. Yeah. Tap y'all on the shoulder and be like, "Hey, we got trouble." Okay. Uh, Dorian is going to uh take out a, uh, load up his slingshot and aim it, a little ways away, so it can ricochet off of something that could be loud if possible. Uh, unless somebody would like to stop him before he do- does Hold on. this. Okay, so just so I'm clear in the picture here, there's a guy that's walking towards the shrubbery. And if he turns the corner, he's going to see. So there's this big low wall that encircles the entire property. You guys are hiding behind the low wall right now with a gate right next to you that the Rambler just went in. So you could go onto the property to go talk to these dudes who are um, working on a shed that's just like 100 feet in from the wall. Uh, To your guys' left, there's a big hedgerow inside the wall. Uh, and then you can see past the hedgerow along the wall, the curve of the wall, there is a guard approaching, walking along the inside curve of the wall. And the hedge is between him and seeing the Rambler right now, but once he gets, like, about 50 more feet up, he'll see, he'll come around the hedge and see the Rambler, and then he'll see you guys, too, all hiding on the other side of the wall, because there's a gate right in front of you. Yeah, and we're trespassing at this point. Okay. Uh, standing very obviously next to a gate that's just been opened. Uh, Dorian, why don't you go ahead and try whatever you're going to try? Because I have an idea, but I don't know if I should let them see my face right now. I mean, I was going <laughs> to have the idea of, like, going up to them and start questioning them about some bullshit crime, but... I mean, you could try to stop them. Dorian is just going off the cuff. <laughs> hey, I'll handle this. Uh, I'm still wearing my normal garb, correct? 
Uh, you didn't the, mention. Yeah, I meant like the, back the to streamer. a wooden outfit, but if yeah. you wanted to, sure. Uh, yeah, I I only changed because we were going to the black market area, so I probably would have kept. Uh, or I would have gone back and changed back because I much prefer the okay, warden yeah. outfit. So you're looking like a warden. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go up to him. Uh, well, so, Dorian, so... you're like pulling back your slingshot, and then Slim just like waltzes up. Okay, Slim. Gentlemen, as, as soon as you get into view, this uh, this guard who was just kind of like minding his own business uh, raises a musket and says, "Halt! Who goes there?" My name is Jaren Ward. I'm a warden. A warden? The hell is that doing? Go no further. Freeze right where you are. And he still has the weapon trained on you. I assure you that will not be necessary. I just wanted to ask you a few questions if you'd seen anything strange in the area. What with that, uh, that storm last night. I think some, uh, some folks that I was looking for might use as cover to get around to places that they weren't supposed to. The guard is quickly walking towards you, his weapon still drawn, and he says, What are, are you brain dead? This, this estate is off limits to wardens. We have a deal with the commission. I was not informed of such a deal. He squints at you and says, You undercover or something? Uh, do I roll insight for that? Like, I, I don't understand the question, because I'm in... The implication seems to be, if you were undercover, basically you didn't, maybe you didn't get the memo. Oh, he, oh yeah. He says, we cleared it with the, the commissioner herself, and you're not supposed to be here. That This is out of your jurisdiction. This isn't Port City, Warden. Well, pardon me. I was just trying to do my job, keeping it safe around here. But I can see that you've got that well under control. Make a persuasion check to deflect suspicion off of yourself. Or would that... Could I do deception? <laughs> yeah, you could do deception. Okay, because I am slightly better at that. <laughs> They both count. Fuck. Oh. Oh no. The guard is like walking towards you and then he stops and thinks for a minute and says, wait a minute. It was just two months ago we signed that accord. We've, we've spoken to every warden who has jurisdiction on the frontier. And I don't remember any Jaren Ward. Are you? Well, I'm going to impersonating this point... a warden. And yes, Dorian. Uh, yeah, as soon as he sees the guy getting very confrontational from Dorian's gonna say, <sighs> and he pulls back and he's gonna aim right at the face of the guy with the uh, ball bear, essentially a ball bearing with a slingshot. Dude, roll the hit. Holy shit. Let me quick check to make sure what plus to that is. I rolled a 16. That is a hit. Uh, the, the ball bearing whizzes forward, uh, slams him right between the eyes. Uh, roll damage. Holy shit! He he takes three bludgeoning damage with the ball bearing. When when Dorian does that, can I rush out? Uh, yes, you may. You certainly have the element of surprise. Uh, the man screams and staggers backward, blood leaking from his forehead down his wait, nose. Wait, wait, wait! Before that, before before, as soon as I see the the shot leave Dorian's, uh, I I watch Dorian ready the shot, and as soon as I see him, the shot leave his uh sling. I am going to round the corner, and I'm going to try to press a hand against the dude's mouth and tackle him to the ground. Uh-huh. Which hand? Oh, no. But not a broken one, of course. 
yeah th- i guess that's something you can try to do so you dash out you sprint out the you are obviously not faster than a ball bearing so the no. the ball bearing slams into his face he staggers backward he goes ah um holding his head as blood leaks between his fingers and then a second afterward you just dive tackle this dude uh make an athletics oh, check to grapple him on. i guess um uh, adele immediately sees Azazel try to tackle and comes to help him as well and jumps on the guy. So oh, no, okay. it's a Azazel gets help. Uh, you you can't exactly help. I I, I I would like to uh, assist in the attack <laughs> since I'm standing the closest. One at a time. One at a time. Okay. Uh, so Slim, you want to react as quickly as you can. Yeah, I think I'm going to try and, well, since he's doing the main attack, I'm going to try and assist by, God, what would I do here? I see him get hit. Uh, I see Azazel running forward. I'm like, well, guess there's no talking my way out of this. So I'm going to take hand over mouth and try and like quick silence him before he gets tackled. Uh, But then that would be more of my own check, probably. Yeah, I'm going to resolve... Azazel's first because he mm-hmm. rolled it first. Then Slim, you get a roll, and then Adele, you get a roll. But Azazel, he yes. rolled a nineteen to your nine, oh. so you come at him, and he like dodges to the side, flips around his uh the the butt of his musket, and smacks you on the back, uh and sh- and shouts um and shouts foul villain, and then. <laughs> Slim, you can go. I'm going to, since he's done this and he's not paying as much attention to me, I'm going to try and trip him, then put a knife to his throat. Not actually attacking, like, with the knife, but just, like, you know, try, trying to put him in a position where it's very compromised. Okay, I, I think this would be another, uh, just another contested athletics um athletics never mind at 20 he got a six so yeah you you like do a sweep kick and he topples to the ground and then you draw your knife on him adele uh do you get involved as well oh yeah adele's gonna just jump on top of this guy and just like body wrestle him oh my god i mean (laughs) Like, like I mean, other like I mean, he could. He's like he like he could like like cruelly, violently punch him, and kill the guy. But I think it's just better to just. Slim just got him on the ground at knife point. Like, do you want to kick him while he's down? Fuck yes. I'm sorry. He's just. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Adele, uh, make it make an attack roll. To just get this dude. Jill, can I? Will he? Will will uh? Will Tori's rolling? Can I look and see if we're if we're hidden at all, or if people are looking at us? You are relatively in the open. However, there is a nearby copse of trees and a wall. A, a nearby copse of trees between you and the manor, and a wall on your left that's kind of hiding you from sight of anyone. So right now, you're pretty much hidden. Uh, maybe from the top level of the manor, someone looking out a window may have seen you, 
but other than that you cannot see anyone else watching you okay. um uh, but this is still a pretty exposed location like you if you subdue this dude you're gonna have to drag him to a better spot quickly we need to knock him out and knock him drag and move him like right now it all got a net twenty. god that's two uh, net yeah. in a row adele i honestly you don't gotta roll damage. You jump on this dude and would like what? Like you choke him out? Do you just like beat him into submission? What do you do? Like, um, I, I like, cause we're gonna knock him out, right? So Adele, uh, doesn't kill him, but yeah, probably not. Wants to knock the wind out of him enough to be able to just get him to like, so that, so that he's unconscious, or like, yeah, choke him out until he's unconscious. Do you do you choke him out or do you beat him? Choke him. It's it's less brutal. Okay, yeah, yeah. The the slightly uncomfortable thing about choking a dude out is like it takes like a good twenty seconds. So you just like get your arm around him and he starts like choking and like his he's squirming, his legs are kicking. Uh, but you got him in this like vice grip. Uh, what does everyone else do for like the slightly uncomfortable amount of time it takes for this dude to go limp? Dorian is going to kind of keep an eye out for anybody who might be wandering else, but he's going to slowly make his way over towards them uh, with his head uh, tilted in such a way that guy can't see him as he's being choked out. And he says, that is not how I expected it to go. Uh, we got to move the, we got to move him as soon as he's unconscious. We got to move him and get out of light in the sight. So there's a big hedge right next to you guys that uh, you, it, it's like 20, 30 feet away that you can like drag the dude to and like shove him down like underneath the hedges. So I assume you guys do that. Uh, dude's pretty heavy. Um, uh, which one of you grabs his musket? Because he dropped. I'll pick it up. All right. You have a musket now. Um, uh, I will uh, stash it somewhere in the hedges where I might retrieve it later. Uh, but away Got from it. him, like far enough away from him that if he looks around himself, he won't find it. But close enough that if I returned at a different time to the manor, I could still grab it and leave without getting spotted. Understood. Um, okay, so to to give a better picture, you guys basically, like, you took this dude out, you choked him out, but you all did it in broad daylight in a relatively open place. You guys Rolling didn't perception. see anyone else. You didn't see anyone else, but that doesn't mean anyone saw you. Should, uh, uh, that doesn't mean no one saw should you. Should we kill so... him? Should we kill him? Like, should we just kill him? Slit his throat? About... Kill him? No. No. Bash his I head in so there's less blood? Oh my god, no. <laughs> but, I'm just... just be... I, sorry, adrenaline's rushing right now. I just... If he wakes up while we're inside... I will inside, choke you out if, if you he wakes up while inside. Like well, the best thing to do right now is to get out of where we are right now. Let's go catch up with the Rambler. Yeah, how was how was his stuff going while we were doing it, that uh, uh, chuckle fucking over there? Were they loud enough to alert <laughs> the other people I'm with? Or do no. I need to like do some extra? <laughs> ah, don't need to worry about those noises. <laughs> yeah, I, I, honestly, I. I like the idea that like like Rambler, you're like exchanging clothes with these dudes, and like you kind of looked over back at your team, and you saw them like dash behind a hedge, and then you heard like a brief scream, and you just started shooting the shit, just like <laughs> talking, and they're still exchanging clothes. They're like, oh yeah. Oh, you know. how long have y'all been working here? 
oh, you know, it's been a few days and just yesterday the work got really tough. That that storm really did a number on this place. It's like it was targeting the mansion or something, and, or at least the shed. It, it was terrible. And like you hear like muffled screams as like just, a dude is getting like choked. Oh, this is uh, that's really no, interesting. <laughs> yeah, you, you keep them occupied. Been here for a few days. Dang it, you're already making off like bandits with this gold. How much do they pay you per se? Oh, so they they look at each other and they say, uh, "Nothing. You you know you're breaking the law right now, right? I mean, trespassing aside, we're not supposed to get paid." Didn't actually know that one. We're working off our debts. Ah, uh, one of those systems. We owe the governor a lot of money. It, this is enough to buy fare on a ship. So we're, I mean, at least me and Alex here, any they point to what one of the other people are getting the hell off this rock so i uh ooh, um did you want these clothes back you know y'all can keep them pretty okay. sure you understand what i do with them anyway they all smile broadly and say uh thank the maker i okay hey, hey uh do keep in mind you since you're the workers now once you're done they'll realize we're gone we aren't coming back rambler nods He's like, well, wish y'all luck, and try not to get rack of as many debts wherever you go with that. They they nod, and um, they, they, like, get the last of their, like, random articles of clothing on and wish you the best of luck, and leave, leaving their tools and their uniforms behind. Swiggity swood. Right, right, Jordan? Right? Swiggity swood. The rest of the party comes Swiggity out. Swood. After I think, dealing with the guard, yes? Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, as they're walking back, you hear Dorian uh, whispering to them, uh, specifically to Zazel, <laughs> he's like, I didn't expect you to run out after him. What was uh, he supposed to do? You I, just attacked him. We needed to silence I him I was gonna attack him and then- Shut up. I was it gonna was attack him then run. Dorian, no. Get the fucking clothes on. <laughs> sounds mad. We anger daddy. Okay, I start. I start putting the clothes on. Just say, I already have one, daddy. I don't need two. So y'all, y'all get your y'all get your disguises on. Uh, they don't all fit very well, but you know they work well enough. Uh, where do you guys stash have, the rest of your equipment? I have to uh, ask. Um, in the record. whose outfits okay. are the least fit, well fitting? Uh, we Who's roll the for... shortest? I am five foot five for a call for my character. Let's just say they all kind of fit. Uh, uh, it doesn't really matter how poorly yeah, I, they I think, fit. Yeah, I, I know. I, I, I just I, everyone's <laughs> just fit pretty badly. I, I, I think a lot of our equip extra excess equipment and also my brother are gonna stay in the like the work shed. There, there is no work shed. The shed is a pile of rubble. <laughs> Well, they, they'll stay around that, then. Just stay in the, yeah. in the bushes. Stay hidden. Uh, uh, Little Wolf asks for his knife back. Here. And he, he hides among the rubble. Is there pockets in, in our outfits? Yep. I want to stuff my slingshot and some ammo in there. So, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna kind of put a put a cork in this edge. we're going to close it out with a description of what all of you guys look like in your new disguises so uh everyone's fitting into these like 
white jumpsuits that are all like dirty and gross. Uh, what does Adele look like? So Adele is, I think he's six feet tall. They didn't have any in his height. So it kind of looks very small. And uh, he's not too pleased about it because, frankly, it's ugly. He says this out loud, so he's like, I don't know, never wear something so hideous. Mm. So next time we go out shopping, I'll make sure to get one in your size. Mm. Not even in my size. The right color. But nifted. And he's just like, like mumbling like a, a, a shit, a shit, uh, like under his breath as he like puts clothes on. Other than that, he doesn't really, he doesn't change anything else about his appearance. He, he, he I don't think Adele's the kind of person that feels like he needs to. What, what equipment is he bringing with him? Because he can't bring his sword. You can bring like a shovel, which can be a decent melee weapon. That, you know what? Why the hell not? Grabs the shovel, he's like, close enough. Nice. Anything else, like, he'd stick his stick in his pockets? How big are the pockets? Pretty large. They're for, like, holding tools and things like that. So Small then... Things. Sorry, I'm, I'm just looking. It would be big enough to hold at hand axes? Like, small mm. ones? It would be a little dangerous, but yeah. Okay, and he'll bring two. Because he nice. has two. Uh, Rambler, Rambler just trade just just changes around uh the the same area he takes a bandana uh but like you can still see his eyes once he's done with it and he's just like wearing the normal white thing his uh, stuff he packs underneath a lot of the rubble of the shed it looks like there's uh, i don't know you're, you're sure he's carrying something with him so that he can do his his flavor of magic seems to have a tendency to hide stuff up his sleeves all right all right what's uh What's Azazel looking like, and what he's what is he bringing bringing in? I think Azazel lucked out a little bit and getting a jumpsuit that was pretty much his size. He swaps with his brother the knife for the cutlass because the cutlass is gonna be harder to bring in with me. Ah, so I swap him for the knife so I can have a weapon that's gonna be easily concealed. Little, little wolf's like, oh, cool, and takes the cutlass. Not permanent. Yo, it looks so sick. Look at the filigree on the handle. And and the beast is like, don't scratch it. Good lord, okay. he knows more about the swords than I do. That must be uh, Quentin's influence. Uh, um, And then I think that's about it. I think that he doesn't try to risk anything else. He might actually, he, he'll stash the pistol he has with one shot in it in, his, in one of the uh, pockets um, and then throw a couple of like tools into that pocket as well to kind of hide the bulge a little bit uh what's dorian looking like in this dirty jumpsuit okay so i'm assuming we're not going to be able to wear armor with that so he he doesn't have the the leather armor anymore he makes sure to have a couple of the buttons of the front undone so you kind of see part i'm part of his blouse i'm assuming we're still wearing the blouses with it right like, if we have a blouse or a shirt underneath, we can wear it with the jumpsuit. Uh, it looks like the jumpsuits aren't really meant to be worn with anything particularly okay. underneath, but you Good can. Know, like, it's, it's up to you. I'm not going to. It'd probably be really a pain, especially with this pillowy sleeve. So he just has the jumpsuit. The jumpsuit has a couple of buttons undone at the front. He takes off his hat and runs a hand through his hair. So you see all of the uh, brown and white streaks through it easily. 
uh, he takes with him his slingshot with tan the ammo. Uh, he puts a hand mirror in one of the pockets because I, I picture it as rather small. And a, uh, a little pouch as well, uh, which, player knowledge, it's his component pouch. And I think he's going to follow Azazel's like steps of putting at least one tool in one of the pockets or at least having one on him. Um, so I wouldn't say something obvious like a pickaxe, if possible, maybe like a hammer. What does Slim look like? Uh, I forgot to mention... The, no. I forgot to mention in terms of fitting in the suit, it is too long at the at his feet, so it's kind of like overflowing over his boots, and the sleeves are a bit too long on his arms, so he has to push back the sleeves. Slim. Hmm. Well, he takes off the overcoat, but uh, the rest he puts on like the worker shirt, and uh, one of them had a large sun hat. Uh. Like one made of straw, uh, he takes that in place of his uh, his hat. Uh, stores his overcoat and his hat in his uh, his bag, where he also has his uh, his pistol. But uh, he's got he's got his dagger somewhere on him. All right. Yeah. But uh, other oh, um, he still has the red bandana. However. He has turned it. Uh, did this when no one was looking, or rather, out of the view of everyone else. He turned it so that the uh, ornate part is on the inside, so it's a much more plain or and uh, kind of dirtier looking on the inside, which is now the outside. Is it possible for me to take a peek while you're <laughs> while you're doing that? I assume you're changing like behind the rubble pile. Yeah, so you'd you would be going over there specifically for that reason, but you you could try. Are you gonna try and sneak around to snoop in on him? Nah, I'm not going to. Okay. Thought he was changing at least the bandana in front of us, or with nah, fuck no. Turn. I want to try. You want to try? I want to try. I've never seen uh, a warden underneath all of their clothes, and I'm too curious. Do you want me to be rolling stealth for this then? And then for his own good. And perception or investigation? Okay. What, do, what do I, yeah, what do we, what, do, what would I roll here? I figured it would be stealth, but. I believe Azazel would roll stealth. And, and I would do perception. Slim would roll perception. Um, however, Azazel, as you start going, uh, you, like, the beast kind of, like, like, leans over and says, I ain't sure that's such a good idea, lad. But, like,. I've never seen a warden out of his clothes and I'm just, I'm, I'm curious. Cause like Rambler said something about mechanized abominations and like all wardens were some mechanized abominations and like that can't be true. Right. Uh, the beast just shakes his head grimly and says, I just wouldn't snoop on the warden that lives with you. Do you go anyway? Yeah, I go anyways. Alright. Uh, if Rambler's around, because... Uh, would you also like to talk him out of this decision? Yes, most definitely. I think I'm just gonna be like, Yo, kid. Don't.
our vignette opens up on a train station and someone is disembarking. The camera focuses on a woman who looks very different from everyone else. She's wearing simple farm clothes and um, has a has like one bag of luggage and nothing else. And everyone else, you know, are all wearing like nice clothes, top hats, things like that, carrying like big suitcases. Uh, and this one woman looks very, very, very lost in this crowd of people. She looks around and walks over to this ticket booth and the person working there points her somewhere else and she moves to somewhere else and the train conductor points her somewhere else and she finally gets to someone and we finally hear her hear her talking and she says i i stored the gun in the first car that's where they told me where i need it okay yeah i know it has to get registered Just give me my gun and um the station worker's like okay 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 walks over to this uh, like locked car and opens it up and comes out with this double-barreled rifle and hands it to this woman and she kind of like grabs it and like clutches it and they say you know you need a license for that and she says yeah yeah I know I have one and they like raise their eyebrows like are you sure and she says I'll be going now and stalks away we see her kind of gripping this weapon as she walks the streets of Port City, getting some weird looks from people as she passes by. Uh, she looks a bit, like, disheveled, but super driven, like she's on a mission. Finally, she arrives at the Port City Docks boathouse, kind of barges in, and says, I need the manifest for every ship that's left in the past ten days. And the clerk goes give me a minute and starts like rifling through papers we then cut to two weeks later and we see the woman now without her gun and now looking even more disheveled at a bar and she is slamming down shots of whiskey and she sighs and puts her head in her hands and mumbles out loud how hard it is how hard is it to get passage on a ship past the reach and um the bartender says i'll say it again you just need to go ask for a ticket uh, they'll get you settled within a month or two and she says i need one now and hits the hits the bar with her fist and finally gets up a little unsteady from the drink and walks out into the evening air frustrated and downtrodden and she goes back to the boathouse and she says she asks the clerk like hey what's the what's the state of my ticket and they say you have to give it another four weeks ma'am we're still looking for a boat to take you and she sighs and um slumps down into one of the waiting chairs and we see a time lapse as the sun rises and sets behind her and she just falls asleep in the waiting area of the boathouse. As she's still kind of snoozing, we see a priest of the Maker barge in, looking panicked and terrified. And he like looks around like, he, like he's gonna freak out and then a warden steps in behind him. The priest looks like he's about to have a heart attack, but staggers backward as the warden walks up to the boat clerk and says, I need passage on a boat going past the reach. 
the clerk immediately says, all right, yep, we have these boats here and here. We can certainly take a warden, sir. And uh, he signs on and the the priest walks up and says, I, I'm, I'm, all, I'm also looking for passage. And the warden looks and says, oh, you can ride with me, priest. Uh, put him with me. I'll use my authority as a warden. And he, like, writes something down, and the, the boat clerk says, Sure, sure, we'll get you right away. Uh, the boat should be leaving tomorrow. The warden turns around and sees the woman staring right at him. And she stands up and says, Warden, huh? That's That must be a pretty dangerous job. She walks up, kind of like, back straight, shoulders squared. Looking for a bodyguard? And the warden stares at her blankly for a minute and says, What? And she says, I have a very large gun. And he says, Are you looking for passage? And she says, Yes, I need to get past the reach yesterday. The warden says, Sure. Could always use someone handy with a weapon. And like, squints at her and says, What has you in such a hurry? And she says, I'll tell you on the ship if you get me passage. The warden pauses and looks over at the priest. The priest, like, does the sign of the maker and says, it, it, it must be Providence. We've all met here, all going to the same place. Uh, m more the merrier, right? And, like, looks at the warden like, please, anyone else between me and this guy? And the warden says, sure. The more the merrier. One more on my tab, sir. And he signs another piece of paper and says, um... You two, come. We'll speak over drinks as to why you need to go where you're going. And the, the woman says, Oh, th thank you so much. I thought I was doomed. And the, um, the priest says, So did I. And they walk out of the boathouse. DM Joe now has to think of play names that don't exist. You just went to Paris to feel fancy, and I was like, okay, but if I wander around tipsy in Paris for an hour, I end up in the Champs Elysees. If I do that in the Twin Cities, I end up in a dumpster in Frogtown. <laughs> I like how we're going to come back here next week, and a fourth person will have been at the bar. <laughs>